Welcome to Betamax Rewind, the only podcast that boasts it can cut off an old crazy bag's head with a machete in one fell swoop. Can I ask a question? Sure. Just how old was this old bag? I don't know. Are you lying to me? Yes. Was she older or younger than me? I do not want to say. (laughs) Here are two guys that can right off. Matt and Doug. Uh, okay. Here are two guys whose stupid hats didn't procure any trends. I don't think it was boys. I don't even know what the fuck that means. Matt and Doug. <laughs> Your text-to-speech game did my, is weak. Did my did my text not come through? No. <laughs> oh, okay. I was in the tail end of my 19th stop of the day. I was a little tired. I didn't I didn't proofread it. Okay. So what's Matt? How are you doing, Doug? Oh, I'm real. I'm really tired. I'm tired, man. Yeah, I I hear you. Different reason, mm-hmm. but I hear you. So yeah. before, hey, ho- so question. Oh, actually, this is not a question. So <laughs> yeah, actually, no, it is a question. <laughs> How many pictures does the average American have on their phone? A hundred and fifty. Really? That's the best you can come up with. A lot of people don't keep them on their phone. 2,795. Okay. And do you have more or less than that? I have 2,962. Okay. So I'm, I'm slightly above average <laughs> than the average American. I know this is really exciting podcasting, but well, there's no way to, that just gives me a number. But it's, I guarantee mine is well, well over that, probably double that. Because I, I mean, I try going back several phones. I try. Well, so does mine. I try and go through and delete as many as I can. Like, oh, this is a duplicate, or I'll, I'll never use this, or a recipe, or something, or a picture of a Lego set, or something like that. That I try and go through and clean out. But and that doesn't even include. I don't know how it works in the Apple sphere, but you can attach a picture to a text, or you can take a picture within a text thread. If you take a picture within a text thread, it does not add it to your gallery in the phone on my phone oh on mine it does like when i take pictures when i go on a to a text and i text a customer an invoice then i got to go into my gallery and delete that okay this is this is really exciting stuff (laughs) yes was that your question or do you have another question (laughs) no that was it i don't i I don't have a a doug's gay question of the week (laughs) okay and now it's time for podcast somebody just hit their housekeeping Somebody hit their head. Yeah, I got I got the little dog on my on my lap because I'm the only one here. Mm. Okay, well it's my week. I have one thing. Okay, Paul Anka was not in Smokey and the Bandit or the Love Boat. That is correct. He, he was a ranger, a U.S. Army ranger in the Longest Day. Jamie Farr was in four episodes of the Love Boat. Both appeared on that '70s show as themselves. I was thinking of Paul Williams. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. And Paul Williams played little Enos on in Smoking the Bandit. Do you know who he, who he was the brother of in that movie? No. I know I can picture him. I can't, I can't think of what the actor's name is. His character name. Andy? No. Big Enos. Okay. <laughs> I think it's Big Enos. But. Enos. That's right. That's okay. Enos. That's how you spell Enos, huh? I would have thought... Anus without the A. <laughs> well, 
Going on the same Love Boat thing, do you know who appeared on the Love Boat the most as a guest star? Hint, we have talked about her on this podcast. Charo? She is number two with oh. 10 appearances. Okay. Catherine uh, mm. Ross? Marion Ross. <laughs> Marion Ross? <laughs> Florence Henderson. Really? Yes. Was also on 10 times. There's a lot of women with eight. The man or men with the most were Ted Knight and Milton Berle and his giant cock, both with six. Okay. He needed a wheelbarrow to get <laughs> yeah. that thing on the on the love boat. And you said that's all you had for housekeeping, right? Yeah, that's it, man. Okay, so we talked a little bit about the graffiti in the bathroom, and you said it was it was actually in there. She said what it was, and yeah. you, you were correct. 40 yards to the outhouse by Willie Macon. Come on, kids, you can do better than that. Okay, mm-hmm. in in the open, um, mm. referencing the old bag who gets her head cut off. Yeah. Guess as to how old she was when Friday the 13th was filmed. Mm. 54. 52. Oh, younger than Jen. Yes. <laughs> oh, God. Um. When we picked up the dog, we talked, I talked about when we picked up the dog. I forgot to mention though, we were half an hour into the trip back home with the dog. And I was wondering how long it was going to take for this sentence to come out of her mouth. But she just looks at me and says, I I think I love him already. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, she needed something else to take care of now that both of her boys are gone, even though they're both home right now. Oh. Yes, and you're just, you're an independent man. You don't need anybody to take care of you, right? Right. Any guesses to how old Kevin Bacon was when the movie came out? 21. On the, on that, the nose. That was a guess. Uh, deli and Diner update. You asked if there were any other movies that Frank's Deli was in? Yeah. Could not find or fr- Oh, Frank's Delicatessen. Yeah, still. That's what it was. Okay. Couldn't, still couldn't find any? No. All it right. is actually currently an antique store, ah. um, but the diner... The one where Steve is avoiding sleeping with the old bag. Yeah. Is in Blairstown. It is still open as a diner and they hold annual events, Friday the 13th events. Okay. Shorty bottles are actually called stubbies. Stubbies, not banquet beer. Correct. Well, what's bank? What's a banquet beer? Banquet beer is just a, it's similar to Miller Lite is the champagne of beers. Coors is a banquet beer. Oh, all right. I could not find a clip of Jack and Mr. Furley in the no, freezer. I could not. At first, I all of a sudden, I was like, okay, was it Felipe and Jack? You remember who Felipe is, right? Uh, I did not, but I saw him pop up in a lot of searches. <laughs> okay. Did you see how he wipes his feet? No, I did not. Do, do a search. Do a search of Felipe wiping his feet on a, on a doormat. It's quite humorous. All right. So that, that's all I have. So we can actually move on. To, All right. God. Oh, no waffles this week? Nope. Hey. Been a couple of weeks, I think. I'm getting better, man. Who Must be the new medication. Was it Doug or man? And even 10 this week. Uh, and I actually... this This is something where... 
the very first clip I had and I realized this can't be right. So I actually took the time to find the exact one instead mm-hmm. of just one that was very, very close. And you'll know what that is in a minute. But okay. the first one is you. It's your birthday today, Larry. It's your birthday today, Larry. <laughs> because there's another one that just says birthday instead of Larry. Okay. Yeah, you can type in pretty much anybody's name. Uh, I mean, I'm. There's probably some names that that are not on there. Yeah, like I don't think my son were, Dawson is going to be able to get that. Like if you were to go to Disneyland and go to the little rack that has the little miniature license plates, sure. You know, Letitia is probably not on there. There are probably several that are not on there, or yes, various spellings also of the same thing. But of course, in a song, the spelling does not make a difference. But- I'm willing to bet that my name is almost extinct on those license plate racks. You really think so? Uh, Doug is not many. Not many people are calling their kids Doug anymore. There's a dog named Doug on a podcast. Yeah, are you? Have you watched that podcast? No, I've not. <laughs> oh, <laughs> just you talked about it. <laughs> but one of the reasons why I brought up the whole thing about I went back and found the actual the Larry one yeah. is I no matter how good or how bad this podcast is, if you listen to this podcast and think we suck, I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm not saying you're wrong at all, but I don't half-ass it. <laughs> yeah, the effort is there, man. It's it's just like your question last week that I took the time to actually think it out, mm-hmm. and we lost a listener because of that. Oh, we did? Yeah. Scott, Ooh. he said he threw up in his mouth a little bit as, he, as oh. I was walking through who I was going to sleep with. <laughs> anyway, moving on. Anyway. The next one right. is me. Kill my mama. There's other examples that were closer, but that was the one I was actually referencing. Yes. Uh, next one is me. Shut up. Shut up. That was when I was struggling to find that actual clip. Shut okay. Up, silly woman. On the board. That might come up. That that clip might come up a couple of times. I think prattling came up quite a bit. <laughs> so uh, the next one is you. Hey, that's the road back there. Hey, wasn't that the road up for Camp Crystal Lake back there? Once again, it's an example of Doug running out of confidence as, <laughs> as he's doing something. Uh-huh. Uh, the next one is me. You balded my girlfriend. <laughs> balded my girlfriend. Uh, the next one is me. And if if I did not know what it was, if you just gave me gave this sound, me doing this sound with no context around it, I would have been able to pinpoint exactly what the sound is, except it wouldn't be what I meant it to be. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, you you know what? When I heard, do it again. Do do your sound again. Yeah, I'm thinking of the two guys from <laughs> the Sesame <laughs> Street. <laughs> beep, beep, beep. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah. Those guys. I think that's what they say. Yes. Uh, the next one is me. Over here, please, someone, please help me. It actually is not that bad, but it's hard no. to hear because it's 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 muffled in the background. Yes. Uh, the next one is you. Kill her, mommy! Kill her, mommy! Kill her, mommy! 
the, you add an extra mommy. <laughs> the next one is also you. Finish her! Finish <laughs> her! Is that for Mortal Kombat? Yes, it is. And okay. I actually found the finish her instead of the finish him. Ah, all right. And the last one is you. She has man hands. She had man hands. No, no. That, that wasn't a twist off. <laughs> uh, twist off. You didn't get the sense of revulsion quite right No, there. I didn't. I didn't. I, I call it a tie. Okay, I agree. Let's move on. Hey, man, what's new now? What's fucking new now? You're a week. It, it's, it's been a weird week, man. So this is my second to last week of being super busy. And, of course, what does it do? It rains for two and a half days. So... Now I've got my balls in a bunch because I am really fucking behind and it's going to be really nice starting tomorrow all through next week, which it's been cool and rainy. And when it gets warm, that's when all the fall bugs come out. And that's when all the people who I've sprayed in the last three or four weeks for fall bugs start texting me going, there's bugs all over my house. And I just have a, a copy and paste standard response of, it's mother nature, man. I can't stop them from coming to your house. They'll die, but it's not, they're not going to just drop, hit your house and drop dead. Um, is there a spray for mice? No. In fact, I just had a customer. I, ask me, I know I'm aware. I heard you doing the text to speech. Oh, I you did. <laughs> okay. All right. And it's just, it's just adds a whole lot of stress being behind that many appointments and what I had to do was, like, what was it yesterday? No, two days ago, Wednesday. A lot of my appointments were inside and outside. So I just went and did the inside and then said, okay, well, I'll come back in the next week and a half and finish the outside, which again, added work, but I had appointment times set with these people and it just, let's just get it done. Let's just get it done. And, um, you know, so I had some assholes deal with. Fucking old people are the absolute worst today. I had, I was all geared up and I was about 30 or 40 feet away from my vehicle. And this old guy comes out and he wants to talk to me and I start talking back to him and he's like, you know, I, I don't have very good hearing. I can't hear you with that stuff on, but you know, I really need to talk to you about this. So I had to go back to my vehicle because <laughs> you know, my sprayer wand, it's got pesticide on it. I wear gloves because I mean, that's just part of the business. So I have to go back, take off my backpack sprayer and then take everything off. And it was something, something so mundane that it didn't even fucking matter, but it just irritated the shit out of me. And then uh, with my fantasy football uh, text thread, one of the guys had a birthday and his name is Oz and everybody's wishing him a happy birthday. And then, Hey, did you get some hay for your donkey? And he goes, no, but that's why Costco makes super big conditioner bottles. And my response was conditioner with a question mark. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, no wonder you don't get blowjobs. Your dick tastes like conditioner. And another guy's like, what do you, would you do it? You jerk off dry. And I'm like, no man spit. And then, you know, God's naturally, lubricant pre-cum and spit it's like the world's greatest lubricant that's what it's there for man but th this was a debate that went back and forth for half a day and it was quite entertaining but um and then last night looking all day forward all day to watching the packer game and i ended up just sitting in my cuck chair watching the detroit lions 
humiliate my team. It was, it made me think of you sitting in your cuck chair and watching like Bill Schultz and Jay Hauser and John Paulson pull a train on Dorsey Levens. <laughs> okay. You're, you're mixing a lot of things up there. A lot, of trigger, a lot of trigger points there. <laughs> so yeah, it's just, it's, it's, it's just been a weird week and, and next week is just going to be equally crazy and a big scout event uh, next weekend. And we're starting to build the sets for the boys musical. So it's, I, I just can't wait until next week is, is done because I felt so bad, like with clips this week, there was so much that I could add to them, but I, I just didn't have the energy or, and I just didn't have the time. And I'm hoping that you took some of those and, and took the liberty of adding some things right. to them. Um, but I just can't wait for next week to be done and I can start building my Lego stuff and I can start having like a, a real relationship again with my wife instead of us just being two ships passing in the night. Yep. And I can put a little bit more effort into the podcast and, and take some time with the clips. I, I just feel like my last several movie beds have been really just, I, I licked the stamp and I mailed it in. They're, they're FedEx movie beds. So give me a couple weeks, man. All right. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. So basically it was work, 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 work. And other stuff. Yes. Yes. All right. So I, I'd like to think of myself as a competitor. Mm -hmm. I, I also like to think of myself as a realist. I'm 51 years old. You know, if I win a season in a sport I'm playing in, I get a t-shirt or a hat. But I still go out and I still play hard, but I try to leave it on the ice. It is, or on the soccer field or whatever. Once the game's mm -hmm. over, I'll have a beer with anybody, either team, doesn't matter. This last Sunday, all these cocksuckers we played. <laughs> yeah. They had a guy who plays semi-pro on their team. That's bullshit, man. And he was wearing his semi semi pro sweater as his jersey. Really? Yeah. And he scored three goals on us in the first five minutes of the game. And they were just piling on, piling on. And that that's fine, but if there's I'd rather have a team that keeps playing hard than a team that just completely lets off. Mm-hmm. But they were being dicks about it. And it got to the point where it started getting chippy and people were getting penalties. And when there were penalties, I would actually let somebody take my shift rather than me going out because I don't want to do something stupid. I don't want to do something sure. stupid. And at the end of the game, I said, fuck it. I went from the bench to the locker room and I skipped the handshake line, which I never Ooh, do. You're Bill Belichick. <laughs> <laughs> but, oh, so there's that. I had a... Close call at work. I was, well, I suppose it. When you're feeling blue and there's nothing left to do, you can talk about poop, poop, poop. I was in this meeting and I was trying to like squeak out a silent one. Oh. And I'm just like, so, you know, I lifted a cheek. And then I'm, oh, fuck. Guys, guys I'll, I'll be right back. <laughs> Oh boy. Okay. I, I thought sure I was not going to be returning to the meeting. 
Ah, I thought for sure. Pants. I, yeah, it, it 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 was a false alarm, but I mean, I I was positive. I drew mud, but I did okay. not. Okay, okay. Well, that's good. Uh, the rest of the stuff is all dog related. So big shocker there. And this is oh, it really grinds my gears. I've said this before, but it is doubly true when it comes to the dog. If I say something or suggest something or say we should read something or take a class for the dog, my wife completely does not listen to that. Somebody, anybody can give the exact same advice and it is now gospel, no matter who it is, Mm -hmm. whether it be YouTube videos or people at work or whatever. And it's the same with TV shows and, and everything. And there's there's certain ones where it is exactly the, the it is verbatim the same exact thing I said, but when it came from somebody else, it had more weight. <laughs> okay. And to be fair, she's known me for twenty plus years, so she knows that I'm full of shit. But we um I, I just before the podcast, I was out walking both dogs, and I walked them past the I didn't take them to the to the haircutting place. I walked them past there, but they were closed, and a guy who runs a gym that's in this thing ran out to talk to me. Okay. And he, and he said, I am so glad to see your dog. Okay. Okay. Why is that? Because he saw me just walking the puppy a couple days ago. Oh, okay. Okay. And he thought that, that Pacey died. Well, Pacey's been dead for eight years. Okay. Joey. Joey. Uh, <laughs> Joey. Okay. I'm, I get all those Dawson Creek's names mixed up, man. Yeah, that's fine. Had the the dog, the puppy, had his first uh, vet visit. Very, very whatever. No, nothing much to it, except he's he needs to gain some weight, even though he's gained a lot of weight already, but he's still all like rib cage and stuff. But the vet is kind of down, crouched down and kind of petting the dog as she's talking to me. And the dog just goes up and takes just bullseye lick. Right in the crotch. Oh. And it left a mark. <laughs> oh, Jesus. She kind of got off, and she's like, if you need anything else, just let us know. <laughs> yeah. So my dog is very rude. He's a crotch sniffer, especially with women. Mm-hmm. He's always sticking his nose up there. It's kind of embarrassing. But the last thing is the dog really has been kind of cutting into the the, the sex life a little bit. Uh-huh. And I, I don't mean between me and, me and Jen. I between I mean between me and me. <laughs> okay. No conditioner for you. <laughs> no. Well, is, I don't. I can't. I can't leave the dog alone to go crank one out. <laughs> if I put him in the cage, and you don't he's want to start whining. And you, don't, and you don't want him to sit there and watch you and just be disgusted with you. <laughs> no. No, I don't. So that's it. Ready to move on? I am. Now, some would say that this sound clip just sounds like it, it could be from a hundred different movies. Okay. Okay. But a keenier will catch something. Okay. <laughs> I can stop it right there, but I'll, I'll let it keep going. 
must be in special ed. <laughs> well, what's it from, Matt? It's from Can't Buy Me Love. It's the African okay. Indian ritual. <laughs> yes, it is. I don't know if you could have given me an easier one. Well, I gave you one last week that you you had, or the last time from Uncommon Valor that you had no idea. You probably don't even remember that part from Uncommon Valor. So right. I thought I'd give you a softball. Okay. So and then I was gonna be I was I was really going to shame you if you didn't get it. <laughs> I can sing that song. Um, the thing is that soundtrack is, it's not um, easy to get a hold of. No. Well, I guess nobody buys CDs now anyway, so it's probably fairly easy actually. But all right, ready for the movie itself? I am. And and I, I, I've dipped into this artist's well recently. And, and after I, I didn't realize after I did this bet, I'm like, oh, I just did one by him. So sorry. What's the matter with the heaters I'm smoking? Did they kill all the cowboys? Maybe I should buy a brand new hat after Julia Ann tore it apart. Hurt my back just like a stupid fuck. Maybe cause I am just a dumb cuck. Watch me bang now in the woods. Oh well, on the continental divide. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. This week we are doing Continental Divide, released September 18th, 1981. It grossed $15 million on a $9 million budget. It had a 73% Rotten Tomato critic score and a 53% Rotten Tomato audience score. Directed by Michael Apted, best known for Nell, which I find interesting. Since I did not know that, that her name was Nell until way deep in the movie. Oh, and I'm and, really upset with myself. I did not pull a no clip. <laughs> <laughs> and the world is not enough. Written by Lawrence Kasdan, best known for Empire Strikes Back. No, the bodyguard. <laughs> <laughs> Starring John Belushi, best known for cop number two in the TV movie, The Beach Boys. And Blair Brown, best known for the TV series, The Oregon Trail, where she died of dysentery. This was Belushi's final film. I'm sorry, Belushi's final film, Neighbors, was released three months after this film. He passed away less than three months after its release. Did you you know? Sorry, go ahead. No, you go ahead. I was going to say, I I, I was going to look it up. I think his total number of movies was seven. Yeah, it's not not many. He's got a couple of TV credits before Saturday Night Live. But did you know that he, what college he went to for a year? Whitewater. No, Madison. You sure? That's that's what it said in the I, in IMDb. Well, he got the the college T-shirt that he wears in Animal House at UW Whitewater. Okay, I he went. It said he went there for one year in 1967. <clears throat> I guess there was like a 30 year period where they were just letting anybody into that school. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay, neighbors, Continental Divide, Blues Brothers, 1941, um, old boyfriends. Going South, Animal House, The Ruddles, and Tarzoon, Shame of the Jungle. Those are all of his theatrical films. Okay. 
All right. So did have you seen this movie? I've seen parts of it, but not much. I remember it was on select TV, I believe. And, oh, it's John Belushi. And I watched like probably five minutes of it. And like, this is not the John Belushi I know. Yeah. Yeah. I saw this film in the theater. My dad took me. And that's the last time that I saw this film. There's just a couple of things that I remembered about it. So. Shall we start? Sure. Okay. It's a universal film. Uh, made by Amblin, Amblin Productions. So the, uh, Steven Spielberg was the executive producer. Yes. Yeah. Well, I mean, he had a history with Belushi because Belushi was in 1941. Yes, that's right. Uh, we get a shot of the Chicago skyline and then other shots of Chicago. And we see the Chicago Sun-Times. Did I ever tell you about the time that I toured the Chicago Sun-Times? No. I was a senior in high school and we went there for marketing class and we saw that and we were given some time to go walk the Michigan Avenue. What else did we do? We did, we toured some one other thing. I can't remember what it was, but it was with Decca Doug Mm -hmm. and a bunch of girls brought alcohol and I did. I was like, I'm not going to be a part of this. I'll hang out with you guys, but I am not drinking because I just, I have a feeling that something bad is going to happen, and that and a couple of their boyfriends showed up, drove down to Chicago with more alcohol, and we were all in the room and knock 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 knock, and it was Decca Doug and the three boyfriends hid behind the bed closest to the outside wall, like a like a stack of firewood three on top of each other and then they put some pillows on top of them and that room had to have smelled like alcohol and he came in and just said all right well you know quiet time in a little bit and there were a couple of girls that were just laughing their asses off they couldn't keep it together he had to know but what what was his recourse he's in chicago really i'm gonna have to call Call your parents parents and, and say i've i've been a bad chaperone that i couldn't even keep your girls from not drinking I think he just let it ride out. Yeah, it's it's less of a headache to just look the other way and let it go. But bef- before you continue, there is one thing that I noticed, and it's not just unique to this film. It's basically any film before a certain era. This was not a high-budget film, but this was not a low-budget film either. You said it was a $13 million budget? Uh, it was um, $9 million. Okay. Still... Back then, that is not mm-hmm. a low low budget film. Well, I'm sure Belushi ate up like a big chunk of that sure. or two million. Yeah, but when you look at films, any films from the 70s and the 80s, and you compare it to films from the 2010s and now the 2020s, even the shitty films, except for like the absolute bottom barrel shitty films, look pristine look crisp yeah. and uh-huh. with the chicago skyline very very grainy and it just, it just always stands out because there's some classic films some like the godfather is one where a lot of the shots are just the film stock is so incredibly grainy and it stands out to me but anyway please continue with the film <clears throat> okay well they're inside the chicago sun times and there's reporters sitting at their desks smoking we see a guy who was the captain in Beverly Hills Cop 2? Uh, Lutz. Yes. Yes. 
And at first I thought, is he writing about the alderman? But no, he's watching Belushi write, which I didn't realize that that's what editors did, that they watched the reporters write on a computer. Well, back then, I mean, this is a green screen computer. Yeah. They're all like yeah. networked and it's all off of a mainframe right. and blah, 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 blah. It doesn't work that way today. <laughs> no, no. But he's watching Ernie, who's played by Belushi, and interrupts him with an important message on his computer. Ernie sighs, looks up, sees his boss. They both blow kisses at each other, and then Ernie flips him off, and the boss gives the thumbs up. Right. And yeah. Ernie Suchek, is that how you say his name? Suchek, Sobchek, sure. Suchek, yes. And it's an Ernie Suchek story. <clears throat> He's walking across the street and runs into, oh, man, I'm sorry. I'm having some, dry, some throat issues here. It's <clears throat> all right. The newspaper stand guy. Hey, Suchek! Hell of a column today! Today you've gone too far. What do you mean? Stuff that good could get an innocent person killed. Oh, I'm not that innocent. Don't let the devil fool you. Me! An innocent person like me! Hey! Hey! Can I get your chair? I'm just pausing it. I'm not stopping it. Mm-hmm. What is the, the newsstand guy yelling at? What's he yelling at? Yeah, he said, hey, can I get you a chair? Oh, he's he's yelling at a, a kid looking at a nudie magazine? Yeah, he's looking at the stroke mags. <laughs> yeah. Mr. Suchek, would you be offended if uh, I asked you to buy your papers at O'Leary's for a while? What difference does it make what newspaper stand he picks up his newspaper stand at? That's one. Well, I think it's because... This newspaper stand guy knows that he is probably somewhat of a marked man because he rats out important people in the newspaper and he doesn't want to be caught. The newspaper guy doesn't want to be caught in the crossfire. And I, I don't know. I've, I've never worked at a newspaper, so I do not know this. I'm guessing you actually can pick up the newspaper at work. Probably. For free. Yes. When I worked at, I worked at Quad, quad Graphics. graphics for yeah. yeah, Quad Graphics. I knew that's where you were going to go. <clears throat> and I ran the little Quad Graphics bodega that you could get Quad Graphics coffee mugs and sweatpants. Everything Quad Graphics you could get at this store. And all the magazines were 50 cents. Except for Playboy and Penthouse. Except for Playboy. Uh, actually, no, the magazines were a quarter and Playboy. I don't know. I don't know if they did Penthouse. I don't know. I only worked at Quad for a day. Oh, a day? Yeah. I was, I was doing binding. Yeah. Yeah. That, that was not for me. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I, I, same thing. I worked at a, I was on one of the rain days. I, one of my buddy's factories, uh, I worked at that factory for a day when his dad owned it when I was 19. And it was, they did plastic injection molding. And you got, during an eight hour day, you got two 15 minute breaks. That was it. And you just stood there all day on hard concrete pulling these plastic nintendo trays out of this machine and rubbing off the the rough edges i burned through probably a, a pack of heaters and after one day the guy's like are you coming back tomorrow i'm like oh yeah oh yeah i'm coming back yeah i never went back fuck that someone comes up to suchek and says nice piece and that should be his line because what is she she's a hooker okay. yeah but he goes down an alley 
yes, he's meeting some guy in an alley and this guy gives him some info about a meeting and Ernie says, you're a good man, Mr. Hellinger. And Mr. Hellinger's kid is there trying to climb up the fire escape. Right. And he goes over there and I think Ernie says, here, let me pull that down for you. And Mr. Hellinger says, oh, no, no, I, I won't go up there. I have vertigo. I, I'm afraid of heights. It's a total Chekhov's gun. And I knew it right away. Like, oh, this is going to pay off. This guy is going to die. He's going to be thrown off a building, isn't he? The, I should have. But the way that this film is structured, none, none. if I had to guess, if you told me the rough plot outline of this film, I never would have guessed it would have went the way that it goes as far as how much time is spent where. Because okay. we get out west much sooner than I would have expected. But we also return from out west much earlier than I expected. Okay. But now we're in some sort of all dramatic subcommittee meeting and there's some guy blathering on about stuff. There's a big fat cigar smoking stereotypical Chicago politician, Yablonsky. Yes. And he he has the stenographer stop for about ten seconds. So I didn't quite I didn't, I, under, I, I didn't understand what it was that was said during the, that 10 seconds that was important at all. Something about whether or not it was voted on. But the informant that you mentioned earlier, Hellenberger? Uh, or Hellinger? Yeah, Hellinger. Hellinger. He, he, he notices this. this, yeah. Yes. And he goes out in the street, gets on a payphone, and this is back in the old days when you had eight or nine payphones in a row. And he's on one end, and Ernie is on the other and they're talking to each other via phone. Uh, Ernie takes some notes. Yeah, stuff all, all about Yablonowitz. Is that right? Yablonowitz? Yablonowitz, yes. It, it's just Y in my notes for the rest of this. So, But in his office, Yablonowitz is bitching at his guys. Hold on a second. It's, there's, we're, we're back at the newsstand, and the paper guy says, Suchek does it again, and then, oh, just a guy on the street selling newspapers. Suchek does it again, and then the newsstand guy says, shit, he does it again. And then Jablonski says, or Jablonski says, that son of a bitch did it again. Yes. But he wants to know so. who's giving him the information. Then out on the street, Suchek is having a heater, and someone comes up and asks him for a match, and then somebody else pulls something on him. What do they pull on him? Pulls a blade. And, and then he offers them alley. the whole the whole pack of matches. Yeah. But they take him down an alley. Hey, man, I've seen this one before. Yeah, what's his name? That's right. No shit, he is. Hey, you're okay, man. Right. Yeah, man, you want some good shit about our neighborhood. Drexler Park. Right. I'm sorry about this, but give me your wallet. All right. You guys roster devils? Right again. I Give me that watch. Right. Hey, what happened to Gilmore? I heard he got bombs from the heathens. Yeah, he was dipping in the treasury. Norton had to cut him. He just cut him. Oh. Well, that means everything north of 55th Street is up for grabs. What about the Block Association? This is interesting. What's your name? Oh, I'm Franklin. That's with a Y. Franklin Kirk. Man, you crazy. What? Hey, man, what you trying to pull, man? Oh, shit, the man. Let's get up. Hey, man, I ain't even open it. Why don't you just stall him five minutes? How many known as five minutes? My watch. Yeah, the cops have shown up, but what are the cops there for? Well, I don't even think they're cops because Ernie says, hey, did you lose your badge? But they got an official police car. Right. Yeah, they so, tune them up. 
yeah, they're there to to say Yablonski is sends the message. But he, the next shot, it's probably not the next day. He's in the hospital. And he's having a heater. <laughs> right. And his editor is there, and he wants him to first. His first suggestion is he wants him to go to a conference in New Orleans, and he can pick up Yablonski when he gets back. But the editor wants to, him to back off, especially until they run the story about Yablonski's mother, which I don't know if that's ever explained at all. No, he, I don't think so. Yeah, he wants to let things cool a little bit. And I, he goes, I could order you. And he goes, you could go screw yourself. And then his boss says, how about dinner on Sunday? So these guys are friends. Right. That's It's usually in this type of movie, these two guys are butting heads and are rivals of, of some sort. Here they have actually kind of a friendly relationship. Kind of like Fletch and his editor? Yeah, a little bit. I think this guy likes Ernie a little bit more than Fletch's editor likes him. Yeah, I, I would. they would appear to be friends, especially with the relationship with the wife and stuff, with all yes. of her VO blather. Yes. We, we cut to dinner and the boss's wife mentions the Nell Porter story. This is the mom in 16 Candles. But there's, I call it faux flirting between Suchek and the wife. Okay. And he says, why won't you, why don't you just go away with me? And where would you go? You won't leave Chicago. He says, well, another part of Chicago. <laughs> but Suchek wants no part of that story. I think he calls it the intercontinental crack. <laughs> he does call it the intercontinental crack. Uh, no desire for the outdoors and he gets up to leave and then they they pitch the story to him really hard Suchek, it's a scoop she's never been interviewed four years she's been up there completely alone apart from her eagles yes she's a highly respected scientist she's an eagle freak she is a holy woman oh well why didn't you say that well that makes all the difference a holy woman is there any more cauliflower be something new to write about. I like writing the old thing over and over. A new angle. Really? Some big eagle up there, wheeler dealing little eagles, fixing eagle elections. A crooked eagle in Nebraska. Suchak, the Rockies run through eight different states. Nebraska isn't one of them. Try Wyoming. Suchak, for my sake, as managing editor, if you want to finish off your Blanowitz, you got to stay healthy. Go to Wyoming. Howard, you talked me into it. The answer is no. You know, you said that the the wife is was the mom in Sixteen Candles. Mm-hmm. She actually, to me, and I I can't believe I can't think of her name. The woman from Fargo. Oh, the the billboard movie. Yeah, three bill billboards uh, out of sight of Ebbing. She's, she's she went to jail. Shit, she's batshit crazy too. She's married to the guy that was on the show that was based in Chicago, Shameless. Um, that's, that's Edward Macy. Yeah. No, she's not married to him. I thought he was married to the one that went to jail. Yeah, that's who I'm talking about. No, it's not. I'm not saying it is. I'm saying it looks like her. He's not married to the chick that... Edward Macy is married... The chick that was in Fargo... It's William Macy, not Edward Macy. Okay. William H. Macy. Yes. That's where the the Edward comes from. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) No. William Macy is married to Tony Soprano's wife, isn't he? That no, 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 no. Francis McDormand. Okay, he's she's not married to to. She didn't go to jail. 
You're thinking of somebody else. Yeah, you're thinking of somebody. No, you're thinking of somebody else, man. You hate it when you're wrong. You're going to be hating yourself later on. See, fuck, she's married to Joel Cohen. God damn it. (laughs) Yeah. You're going to, you're going to abuse yourself later on. (laughs) I can't because of the dog. You're jerking off going, I fucking hate it when I'm wrong. (laughs) But anyway, it still looks like Francis McDormand. (laughs) (laughs) But the, the wife gives him puppy dog eyes and. Yes. Yes, she does. Says never works with me. Won't work. And, but the next day he's out in the wilderness. Yes. Hey, and he has a guide. He has a huge colorful pack. I mean, this thing is gigantic. It's like he's carrying a, a refrigerator on his back. It's got a fluorescent Columbia jacket. I don't know if that's Columbia or not. It might be before or, Columbia, but it's that style. Sure. But yes, he's he just is. sucking for air. Uh-huh. Yeah. And uh, there's a voiceover of the boss and the wife. How did they get up there? He'll be having the time of his life. The guide puts in a dip and he's winded. And he says to this guy's name is Deke. Just let me, uh, just leave me here to die in the mountains. And the guide says, these aren't mountains. These are just bumps in the ground. But uh, on the trail, they hear something. And what do they hear? Uh, Well, they hear a possum. A possum. But it's a dude spearfishing. And... I think Ernie says, is he friendly? And behind him comes an elk. And then this guy kills the elk off screen. (laughs) Reminded me of in Blazing Saddles, where when the guy punches the horse. Oh, yeah. What's that guy's name in the movie? That's that. Is that the guy who is that? Is that Web? Is that Webster's dad? I don't. Webster's dad is in, in it, but I don't think that's who plays Mongo. Oh, Okay. Mongo, Blazing Souths, continue. All right. That night, they're drinking around the fire, and they have this conversation. You one of them reporter fellas? I don't know what you're talking about. Well, she likes reporter fellas least of all. She don't like no one much. She almost killed one. One what? Reporter fella? Fellow messing around with her eagles. What do you mean, almost killed? Well, you know, when you stop breathing and walking and seeing things, that kind of almost killed him. Uh-huh. Yeah, Mongo was played by Alex Karras. I'm, I'm, I'm betting a thousand tonight. <laughs> <laughs> You're having some problems, man. It's going to be a long night. <laughs> yeah. But the do next you jerk day, off for every, do you jerk off for every wrong that you've done or just just one big jerk off for all the wrongs? Ah, uh, it depends. It depends. Yeah, it, I mean if it's too many, you got to you got to figure something else out. <laughs> sure. The the next day they're doing some I call it legit cliffhanger shit. Yeah. Yeah, they're on a ledge and he slips. Yeah, I would but not do make that. They I would not do that. I no. I do not mind. I don't mind heights. I don't mind oh. safe heights, but you see people doing like these free climbs and even like this shit. No, no. Oh, have you ever seen, just go on YouTube and type in mountain biking on cliff edge. And it's these narrow little fucking trails where it's a sheer cliff on your right and a sheer mm-hmm. cliff going down on your left. And these guys are flying down these trails flying. It's, it makes me nervous. Why I know they live because otherwise they wouldn't be putting the video on YouTube. But it still makes my balls tingle. At least the camera survived. Yes. But um, yeah, he, the he likes is, a heater. 
Yeah. <laughs> he lights a heater and Deke says, oh, you better lay off of those today. And he passes out. Yeah. And later he wakes up and what is all around him? Bears. <laughs> Dear Lord, I know this might sound a touch hypocritical after the way I've been roughly since birth. But if you could swing things just this once so I can get out of here uneaten. I promise I'll never again ask for anything or complain about anything. Just please don't let these hairy mother... God damn it! Get out of here! Go on! That scared me as much as everything else did. I I mostly pulled that clip for how bad the bear noises were. Okay. Just some guy going. And the one bear is drinking out of a Yeti. Like, look like a Yeti commercial. Yes. And then he goes, Ernie goes to his pack and he's like, God damn it. They stole my smokes. (laughs) But the, the way that the guy yells at the bears and maybe that would work. Maybe it wouldn't. I don't know, but uh, yeah, no, nope, nope. But they get to the cabin and the guide empties food from his back. It's pack. It's all a bunch of freeze dried. It's like MREs. It's like it's I went camping with a chick in, in Utah and we hiked up this mountain and spent the night up there. And she brought bought one of those it was chicken and rice and it was it was not good i i would imagine it's not you talk to astronauts for example they say that the food is is pretty terrible but they they yeah, got you're their... in space yeah. you're in space man <laughs> but, <laughs> I, mean, I think that kind of the the benefit outweighs that yeah uh, yeah i suppose but they, they've gotten yes. to their destination and i didn't notice it this time i noticed it a little bit later but they're at this small little log cabin Okay. And as the guide is leaving, Suchek says, where are you going, man? <laughs> she ain't here. Yeah, I'll be back in two weeks. Wait, how, how long is he going to be gone for? <laughs> two weeks. Two weeks. Yeah, I have the whole thing, so. <laughs> but yeah, he ends up going to sleep to sleep outside the cabin on the steps. And he hears something and he starts saying, Hello? Yeah. But yeah. He, so he breaks he breaks in and he's 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 a city boy, but it, he knows how to start a fire in the fire in the fireplace. Right. Yeah, so I guess he he has some kind of skills, but he he's asleep on the couch when the person that he's there to see even though she doesn't know he's coming. Is he asleep on the couch or is he asleep on the table? Uh, I have sleeping on the couch. All right. Wakes him up with a stick to the chest. Yeah. And she has You're an idea house. of who he is and why he's there. What are, what are her ideas of who he is and why he's there? Well, she assumes that he's a hiker. Lost hiker. Yep. And, yes. And. Cold. Scared. Cold. Yeah. Yes. Waited uh, out long outside as long as you could. Mm-hmm. And then he says, oh, you forgot tired. <laughs> yeah. And she tells him to go back to sleep. But the next day. He, he's drinking coffee, and she's, well, making him breakfast. Great coffee. Knock it off, Julie. 
I don't need you to tell me how fucking good my coffee is, okay? I'm the one who buys it. I know how good it is. Ernie Suchak. Nell Porter. Nice to meet you, Miss Porter. Did I say perfect? I was underselling you. I've got my own provisions. Yes, I noticed. Freeze-dried eggs. Enjoy the real thing. It'll be the last you get till you get where you're going. I saw from the tracks outside there there were two of you. Did Dick Lewis help you? Uh, 50-50. Help me. Help himself to my liquor. All of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know, Deke. He's a good guy, but a lousy timekeeper. Pardon? Oh, here's one. Last October, he told me he delivered some supplies in November. He showed up in May. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that clip actually used to be longer, but I cut the part about dead eagle storage. Dead eagle storage? Yeah, because storing dead eagles is none of her fucking business. What? Didn't you hear? Did you listen to the clip? I heard the the coffee. Oh, dead eagles. Okay. All right. Okay. Yeah. I get it now. It's a thinker. (laughs) Yes, it is. It's a thinker. You're a thinking man. You're a thinking podcaster, Matt. But she asks. Damn it. Will you answer the fucking door up there? Can you hear the dog going crazy? Yes. But she asks, where is he from? Chicago. Chicago. Do you think that this is based out of Chicago because I'm not sure if Belushi's from Chicago, but he came up through Second City. Yeah, that's quite possible. But where is she from? Boston. And he's uh, never been there. He's never been to Boston. She says it's beautiful. And she also comments that he probably doesn't get out of Chicago much. Right. Where are you headed? Uh, Here. (laughs) Uh, What? I don't understand. And he, he makes his pitch. I'm a newspaper man. This is the story I've always wanted to do. Finally, my editor gave in. What story? You. <laughs> she goes, did you even ask? And then she says, get up. Uh, I want. Yeah, but Deke, Deke won't be back for two weeks. I'll die. Oh, well. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't leave what she does. And outside, she's splitting wood. And he he's washing the dishes. Uh-huh. And he asks if she has any cigarettes. And then this is the first one of the things that I just used the babble <laughs> label for. So, Jack, there's nothing personal in this. I'm sure that you're a fine newspaper man. But I do serious work here in private and in peace. I'm not a pop singer. I don't have a million records to sell. Publicity is trite and trivial. Reporters are parasites. Feed off the accomplishments of other people. I don't see newspapers much, but what I do see sickens me. Well, they only cost 20 cents. Can I ask you a question? What's a nice girl like me doing in a place like this? No comment. Make that godforsaken place like this. She- and then she takes him by the hand and she says, Come on, where are we going? To church, the oldest one in America. Yeah, and, and she- they actually they changed this. They did? Yeah, because originally it was structured a little bit differently. And and I have a, a deleted clip from the oh. director's cut. Really? See? Look. Wow. What a view. Right? Mm. Maybe you know all the best spots. <laughs> Ooh, you're hard. And now it's time for Name That Porn Star. Some great microphone work there. No wonder why it was deleted. (laughs) Catching all the wind and stuff. They didn't have a wind sock. 
<laughs> well, it's raw uh, footage. They didn't, they didn't uh, do ADR for it because they didn't end up see. using it. Who could that be? That sounds like a 90s porn. I'd never heard of her before. Oh, who is it? Sky Pierce. No, never heard of her. Uh, first thing I looked up was uh, Continental Divide. Okay. <laughs> didn't It had a lot of hits, but none that were videos. Ah. Right. And then I just went into like you porn and did mountain porn. <laughs> okay. But yeah. he's impressed by the view and, but he would have seen the view on his way up. Yeah. You would think unless they came up the other side, mm, but, uh, he, uh, but, but back to the cabin, he's sweeping and she goes outside or he goes outside and she's on her back working on I what I'd have to say is a generator. No, she's checking the, the cabin. cabin's oil. Checking the oil in the cabin? <laughs> yeah. Does it need some wiper fluid, too? Yeah. She still wants him to leave, and he says, "If I would if I could, but she can't have him for two weeks. And she says, if anyone passes by, even an eagle, you go with him. And he's yeah. not thrilled he, with it either. He goes, do you think I like it? I got no liquor. I got nine heaters. Yeah. He, he's, he's very limited with what he has. It's 106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas. Half a pack of cigarettes, it's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. Yeah. <laughs> nice. But it, it, she says two weeks isn't that long, and he thanks her, but she says he only can stay on one condition. What's, his condi- what's her condition? Oh, he can't write a story. Not one word. Not one word. And then what's he doing that night? Well, he's, he's writing in his journal. Aloof, <laughs> self-satisfied, self-sufficient. Surprisingly attractive. Could use some makeup. Christ, my mind is going. I sound like Rona Barrett. It's so quiet up here, you could hear a mouse get a hard on. Touch arrogant, maybe frigid. That might explain things. When she goes out. Mr. Sutra, ah! would you? Rona Barrett. I don't know who that is. Now that's a name I have not heard in a long time. <laughs> Yeah. Who's Rona Barrett? She was a, I think, an entertainment cor- correspondent on huh. Entertainment Tonight or Good Morning America or one of those. Sh- I remember the name. All right. But she's going to take a shower. This is the part that I remember as a kid, as being eight years old. I can't believe my dad. But these were PG PG movies. Well, this is like just, the part with the nudity. No, it's not. But I just remember the shower. She's I suppose. A- I suppose. At, back in those days, if you wanted to go see a movie and it was PG, you just took your kid. I, I, you know, there's lots of movies that I didn't want to go see that I had to go see, like Kramer versus Kramer. Great I- movie to take your kid as your as your family is going through a, a horrible divorce. I saw awesome. Kramer versus Kramer in the theater. Yeah, yeah. Great I saw it- move, pops. Ruby Isle. I don't remember where I saw it. I, I had to go see. Chariots of Fire because my sister ran track and she wanted to go see it. That bored to, bored to stars, but no, bored to death. That's the word I was looking for. Not bored stars. to stars. Yes, never heard that, that one before. No, I had to see Dances with Wolves because uh, my girlfriend got extra credit for going to see it in the theater. Ah, see, my my oldest, my f- almost fourteen year old, eighth grade is watching they're watching glory mm-hmm. in a couple of weeks he had to bring home a per- permission slip 
so they could watch it. And I told him, I said, you know, we've, cause we've watched it. And I said, just watch it again. But what's going to suck is you're going to have kids that are going to be snickering when the N word comes out and the N word comes out a lot. And that's, that's, that sucks. Eagle? So, N? It's a callback. What? It's a thinker. Eagle. I don't remember. What are you talking about? Dead Eagle storage. Oh, okay. Mm. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. That was all coming together for you. <laughs> it is. It's all coming together for me now. But, uh, he but yeah, she's nice. going to take it. Yeah. She's, she shows him the shower and there's no door. And he goes, how about I just turn around? And she says, no. And he kicks him out. And then he wants to know what time they're leaving in the morning. She says, no story. We? No, we, I want to see what you do. It's not that easy. And he says, I had a cousin in the Boy Scouts. The next day they're out yes. on the trail and he's struggling. <laughs> well, yeah, he's making all kinds of noise. She has like a little supply box, which is kind of her lookout point. And she's got a spotting glass and he, she gives him a pair of binoculars. Well, yeah, she takes out some micro binox. Yes. And they see the eagles and he scares them off because he's just a douche well, and makes he, some noise. There, there's two bald eagles. Yes. At first thing in my notes, tasty. Uh-huh. <laughs> but he Not as tasty as dolphin. <laughs> okay. But he starts talking and they fly away. And then he realizes the error of his ways and the eagles are flying and I, I thought they were going to have sex in the air as birds are known to do. <laughs> so Right. Right. But then there's a montage of the eagles and she's writing and he's checking out her ass. Well, did you see how she was writing? Uh, was she kind of like bent over a table or something? No, she was on her side on the rocks with her ass just sticking out as oh, she's writing. Okay. All right. But they, they get back to the cabin and he says, no disrespect. It's not that big of a deal up here. And yeah. then he immediately falls asleep eating. Yes. And again, another shot of him outside freezing while she's in the shower. And then he tells her that he's going to stay back today. So what does he do while she stays back well, or while he stays back? What, what he does is tied to what she says to him when he says that he's going to stay back. She says she can't feed him because she wasn't planning on guests. But he actually makes her a goulash which has well, to use he, her supplies. Well, he goes in the shed and there's some banging oh, and yeah. some swearing. The door thing, yeah. Yes. And he has a heater which calms him down. And then when she comes home, yes, he's cooking. And she says, what's that? It's grandma's goulash. And she says, no, this. He goes, oh, shower door. It's like the first thing I ever made. <laughs> it's not good. But he, he lights a candle and she tries it and she says, it's good, delicious. And she's, it's eagle, isn't it? <laughs> compliments to grandma thanks for thanks him for the door and he says tomorrow i'll build you a garage but the next day she's showering behind the door we catch just a hint of ass crack yep and she catches him peeping and then later there's a lot of eagle i call it eagle porn where it's just shots of eagles flying and yeah. as i'm saying that I have both arms out and I'm kind of like wobbling back to side, back and forth like I'm floating through the air. Are you? Are you now? Okay. But she's filming it with a movie camera 
And she asks if he ever quit smoking before as he's having what? His last heater. Really? I hit it. Did you? Yeah. You ever quit before? I'd rather not talk during this last one if you don't mind. You go back to Chicago, a healthy man. Give you a medal for saving your own life. That's it. I'm dead. Finished. I'll go insane now. Oh, God. Gonna withdraw symptoms. And he shot himself in the head. The movie is over. Yes. <laughs> no, it's a couple of, well, it's Doug and Matt out there poaching <laughs> eagles for some eagle stew. But she grabs a gaffy stick and, and, and heads out towards the gunfire. Yeah. And she disarms two guys with rifles, kind of unbelievably. And then she has them on their stomachs, and she says, where does she say that they're from? Where she's from? Yeah. The, the Department of Game and Wildlife and Fish and stuff? Department of Interior Game Protection. And then All he right. introduces himself. My name is Jacob Stein, the American Federation of Musicians Union, Local 200. I've been sent here to see if you gentlemen are carrying your permits. Of what? Your union cards. May I see your cards, please? Suppose we ain't got no union cards and we go in there and start playing anyway. Now, what you gonna do about that? You gonna stop us? Stein? <laughs> you gonna look pretty funny trying to eat corn on a car with no fucking teeth. That's all my Blues Brothers stuff. This oh, but. all right. But yeah, she reads them their rights and then smashes their guns. And one dude's like, that's a $900 shotgun. Oh, well. But but she says there's only 200 or 200,000 2, bald yeah. eagles left in America. And she tells them, well, what the next steps are going to be. Here's how it's going to be. I let you go down the mountain on your own recognizance. You report to the ranger station at Fort Creek. Talk to Captain Clark. He'll have your names. Have you got that so far? Captain Clark. Oh, one other thing. If you don't show up there in three days, you'll be hearing from the FBI. Okay. I don't know if this is true or not, but this is something I've always heard, is in Wisconsin, the one thing you do not do is you do not fuck with the DNR. Uh, yeah, man, because they can take your guns and your boat and your truck. Yeah. But I'm, I'm pretty sure she committed a felony here. Uh, um, uh, hold on. Identity theft. Impersonating a federal officer. Okay. I mean, same thing. Yes. Impersonating a federal officer. Yeah. And uh, she's talking about the birds and where they are, and Suchek is pulling a Biden and sniffing her hair. Oh, that's, uh, hold on a second. He's sniffing her like Biden. <laughs> Please don't do that. <laughs> you ever, ever told you my run-in with the DNR? No. Okay. I can't believe you got Biden in your notes. <laughs> I was mountain biking with Brad and we were 18 or 19 and I had never gone mountain biking before. I borrowed my stepdad's mountain bike and he had a pickup truck and he kind of lived down by the Southern Kettle Moraine Forest. And so I just took his word that, hey, we're going to go mountain biking. Okay. And we're going down this trail and all of a sudden we see 
we're getting to a parking lot and we see this DNR truck pull out and the guy comes out of his truck and he's like, Hey, you two come over here. And Brad goes, turn around, turn around, <laughs> go the other way. So we did. And I said, are we in some kind of trouble? He's like, nah, we'll be fine. Well, we're driving down the road and all of a sudden we get pulled over by that dude and we got trespassing tickets. So yeah, I took it to court, mm-hmm. took it, took a half a day off of work for a $115 trespassing ticket and got it reduced to, I think $39 for court costs. I mean, were you trespassing? You weren't in like a public. We, I don't think, I don't know if back then this, so this would have been early nineties if the hiking, cause now they have designated mountain biking trails. Uh, there's a, a majority of the state forest trails are hiking and then they have designated mountain biking trails and connector trails and stuff like that. I don't know if back then that was the case or if you could mountain bike and hike on all the trails but it was march and i do know that they didn't want you biking on the trails when it was wet because you would fuck up the trails yeah that makes sense so yeah but so but she says yeah please don't do that and he goes well i have nice breath i gave up smoking (laughs) yeah he, he tries to kiss her and doesn't go well and then later what is he doing again writing in his journal Definitely frigid. Very attached to her walking stick. I've been forced to give up smoking and sex in the same lifetime. Brief moment of panic in the john today. I couldn't remember the name of a single store on Michigan Avenue. Where'd you learn your shorthand, Tokyo? Hi. Yeah, he, he got. She got caught, or she caught him writing. Mm-hmm. Of all my moments in, of panic in the bathroom, none of them have to do with not being able to remember stores in the city. Right. But he, he yeah. gets the green light um, to actually write a story about her. And all of a sudden, he can remember all the store names. And she is telling him her story over footage of eagles. Once again, more eagle porn. And all this eagle footage is making me really hungry. <laughs> yes, yes. But she's she, as she's talking through stuff to him, She's kind of being a little cunty as she's spelling names for him, city names, like Boston. Oh, yeah. But he wants to know why ornithology. And the first reason she gives is kind of stupid. She likes the uniform. Mm -hmm. But she gets all defensive about why she didn't settle down with an accountant. And he explains why the questions get asked. Yeah. Yeah. People, people, people like talking. Like talking. About, oh, sorry. <laughs> Go ahead. People like talking about themselves. They're fascinated with themselves. Some people are fascinated with other people. That's why they ask them questions. Really? Really. Okay. Right. So, you dropped out of college, you're bumming around Chicago, then what? Well, since it was the only thing I was good at, I figured I might as well get paid for it. So I became a reporter and invented Suchak shorthand. Didn't your mother want you to meet some nice accountant and settle down? Maybe reporters find other people interesting because they're so goddamn boring themselves. Suchak, maybe people find eagles interesting for the same reason. 
Everybody I know calls me Suchak. My name's Ernie. Start a trend. Call me Ernie. <laughs> I don't think I could call you Ernie. Too fancy? <sighs> Ernie. 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 I asked you not to do that. Christ, what is it with you? I don't believe this. You're angry. Good God, what an ego. All right, forget it. I won't come anywhere near you. Fine, thank you. <sighs> Honestly, and I was going to save this to the end of the film, mm-hmm. but I'll bring it up here. I, I think it's safe to say that uh, Beta Wet, Betamax Rewind is not what you'd say is a woke podcast. No. We're not. There are things in this film that made me very uncomfortable. <laughs> okay, like what? The fact that he keeps on trying to kiss her? The fact that he takes what is stereotypically called male privilege, and when he gets rebuffed, he takes it as an offense. And he's being an ass about it. And it's, it, it gets to a point where it starts being a little rapey. Yeah, 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 because there's a part coming up when they're in the tent. Where yeah, that's that's where the rapey part really comes up. Uh-huh, yeah. But it was interesting. So he, he was talking about how people are fascinated with talking about themselves. Uh-huh. I have a genuine interest in asking people what makes them tick. What do they do for a living? How do you make your money? I have a, a real interest in that. And then that usually sometimes branches off into other interesting conversations. And it's amazing because I, I, I deal with a lot of dads with scouts and baseball and even church. And it's amazing that I, I'll be trying to have a conversation with somebody and I'll ask them questions. And then there's zero reciprocation back to me. And right away, I, I form judgment about that person of, oh, okay, I don't want to talk to that person anymore because you don't know how to you don't know how to have a conversation and you're not you're only interested in yourself. You're not interested in other people. So I'm done with you. Do you know who Judy Bloom is? Yeah, author. Like yes. is that the fourth grade fudge nothing or something? Tales like of that? fourth grade nothing, super fudge. Ah uh, yeah. Are okay. you there, God? It's me, Margaret. I don't think I can pull any other of her titles out of my ass, but in in one of her books, somebody gets in trouble um, at school because a teacher or a nurse or somebody asks them, asks a kid if they had a bowel movement that day. And uh-huh. he says, yes, did you? <laughs> and apparently in their like English class, they were taught something called returning the ball, <laughs> which okay. is when somebody asks you something after you answer, you're supposed to reciprocate and ask them the same thing. <laughs> okay, so the kid got in trouble for that? Yes. Oh. But, you know, you brought up a, a great point about talking to people and being interested in people, and there was this question of the day. We had this question of the day at work where, I mean, it's it's tons of just random shit. Like, one of the questions this week was, what video game systems do you have? And uh, what movie do you think is overrated? What movie do you think is underrated? da 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 and one a couple of weeks ago was, what is the worst date you've ever had? And I was talking about the worst date I ever had. And I said, it wasn't so much the date. It was the thing that the date said to me at the end of it was the biggest insult I've ever had given to me. And that was, she said I was boring. Hmm. And 
I, I, I can take a lot of abuse because I deserve a lot of abuse. But I, I think the one thing that I'm not is boring. I'm, I'm many other things that are bad, but boring, I wouldn't say is one of them. And that just kind of <laughs> cut me to the core because, and I had to like have a sad jerk about it because I didn't know what to do with it. And she was really hot, but that's, yeah. well, maybe there. it's just, maybe it's just, that's, that's just her MO. I'm going to say something. I'm going to fire a salvo at the end. That's really insulting. Like the guy who said Elaine had a big head, big head, big head. <laughs> yeah. It's It's like it couldn't avoid it. <laughs> That bird almost hit your flew into your head. But I mean, for a lot of people, I don't think that would be as big of a thing. That just happens to be my my Achilles is, you know, being called boring is something that I find extremely insulting. But anyway, that night. Anyway, she's in bed and she calls to him and she says, this has nothing to do with what happened, but you can't come with me tomorrow. And he sulks. <laughs> why, why not? Well, there's things that I got to do on my own. And she takes off the next morning and he's watching from the window and I'm thinking, he's going to tail her, isn't he? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He follows her and she sits on a log and the possum guy comes out and he grunts. And who is the possum guy? Are you talking about the actor or? Yeah. I have no idea. It's meat from Porky's. Oh, is it really? Yes. I did not know that. Did you not hear that? In my song bed, you were you, just, you weren't even listening, were you? I'm usually doing other stuff during okay, the song so bed. You, so you didn't hear about you know meat banged Nell in the woods and that Julia Ann chewed up Ernie's hat. <laughs> <laughs> Julia Ann, you named out yeah, like, Julia Ann. It's one of my yeah, favorites because she's, she's a cougar. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no, I did not catch that. I catch all that stuff on the re-listen usually. Oh, all right, all right, but yeah, he chases her. And then they go at it. And right there, I'm like, oh, Ernie is me. <laughs> well, I'm thinking, uh, you know, Ernie, or I call him Suchek the entire time. He's going to have a woods jerk. A sad wood jerk. <laughs> well, I I'm not familiar with that. I'm familiar with the woods jerk. I'm familiar with the sad jerk. I'm not familiar yes. with the sad woods jerk. <laughs> no, you're no. not? No. Yeah. But yeah. back at the cabin, he, he no longer thinks she's frigid. And he hits, what does he hit when he walks in? Uh, is it the wall and then the shower door falls apart? Yes. He tries to fix it and he bangs his thumb. And then she walks in the door and she is fucking glowing. Hello there. Nice day. Great. You? Okay. What happened to your thumb? I cut myself shaving. Is it all right? It'll be fine. Are you still angry about last night? Last night? Oh, last night. Oh, I'd forgotten about last night. Oh, good. You're coming with me tomorrow? No, thanks. Oh. And the next day, I, I thought, is he going to follow her again? No, she leaves, but Possum, the guy, is watching, and Ernie is chopping wood, and Possum throws a knife eight inches away from his head. Mm -hmm. Ernie grabs an axe, but Possum tosses him, punches him in the stomach, throws him, 
And Nell comes back and says, are you crazy? Are you crazy? You're acting like an animal. He started it. You're clean. Are you all right? That's just my body. I am so sorry. I have no idea he'd react this way. Not in my lowest estimation. Just give me a break, will you, Nell? I didn't kill a guy or nothing. I mean, how'd you expect me to feel? Who is this faggot? Damn it. Max Birnbaum. Ernie Suchak. Max Birnbaum? Max Birnbaum? Mm -hmm. The Brooklyn behemoth Birnbaum? The three-time All-American at Michigan Birnbaum? The number one draft pick of the Washington Redskins Birnbaum? The defensive end who told the NFL to shove it up their defensive end? That Max Birnbaum? Well, let me shake your hand. This is an honor. May I have your autograph? Just like that, Max. Eight minutes, 35 into the third quarter, and you walk out. Eight, nine minutes, right about that. Exactly, 8.35, with everything to play for. No, no, no. Everything to lose, Mr. Suchak. I mean, I want it out. One season of pro football, and no way I was going to face a second, let alone a whole career. Now, you were rookie of the year, 3.4 sacks a game. I'm going now. Uh, you know, I, a lot of things just started coming together in my head, like, like, like my revulsion with the whole system. I have the staff I forgot. Huh? You know, the staff that saved your life? What was it, the coaches, the owners? Roselle. Hold on. Bye. I'm you know, leaving now. She's really something. She didn't tell me she had already Suchak up here. I mean, this guy's a big shot writer, but big. He's just like I was, only a writer. You want to laugh? Yesterday she tells me she's got a reporter here from Chicago. I mean, I used to read this guy's stuff. Well, I, don't know, I guess you can't blame her. She's been a little out of touch for the past four years. I'll try not to be late. Yeah. But, you know, you stop playing ball in grade school. You know, you're just a kid. You're innocent. And then you start playing ball with the big boys. Oh, baby. <laughs> All right, obviously, this is not a real player. No. But did you hear the stats that they brought up? 3.4 sacks a day. Well, a game. a game. Yes. And even say that was back when it was a 14-game season, that's 47 and a half sacks for the season. Yeah. The record is 22 and a half. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But oh well. she was getting a little pissy because she was getting no attention as as they were kind of like fangirling out on each other. And But later, she's walking with the possum, and he says, you dig him, don't you? Yeah, he's a good man. And he says, is it because we don't talk? Meaning, this is why you want him and you don't want me. And then he also says, as long as you're okay, Nell. And if you're ever lonely... Just put up the possum signal. <laughs> but they part ways. And as he's walking away, I guarantee you did not notice this. And if you go back and watch it, it 100% is true. He has a tail. Does he? Yeah. <laughs> but okay, she runs back to the cabin and she is hanging the pictures that she developed. She apparently has a dark room in there. And do you know anything about developing pictures? No, not a thing. Okay, so you have black and white photography, you have color photography, different technologies kind of. Black and white can be done in like a red room. It doesn't have to be pitch black. Mm -hmm. Color has to be absolute darkness to be developed in. And you could actually see the red light that was coming out of the room that she had, and all of her pictures are black and white. Oh, Okay. So technically this film is sound, but she's trying to figure out, or Suchek is trying to figure out how to include the football player in the story. And he, he says, can I say your friends? 
Uh, we're not friends. We've spoken a few times. Acquaintance, really. Maybe a friend, but not a close friend. Yeah. He says, I'll check facts with him when he comes back. And she says, he won't be back. And so, yeah, she, she also says, in one X jock rates higher than 2,000 bald eagles at the Sun Times. And, and then blah, 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 blah. She's too busy to have people around. And the next day, they're out hiking. Yeah, he's got his full pack on again. I thought she might be walking him down or walking him out. No, no, because there's another part that comes up in just a second that I remember from the trailer. And she's talking of eaglets and hoping that the sister didn't eat the brother. She's given all the names of all the eagles. And I'm getting hungry again. Yes. He sits down on a log and falls over backwards. That I remember that from either the trailer or the movie itself. But she and says she, where they're going, there are no trees. Yes. Where we're going, we don't need roads. Roads? Who needs roads? No, it's, yeah. Doc, there's not enough road. <laughs> roads? <laughs> where we're, we're going, we don't need roads. But we're, we're Yeah, that's going, what I said, man. That's what I said. That's what you said. It is what I said. No, it's Where not. We're going. Yes. Yeah, I love your no, Michael J. Fox impersonation. <laughs> <laughs> you sounded like a retard. <laughs> Where they're going, there are no trees. So they're going to Chicago. <laughs> but she says, watch out for loose rocks. And then they they get to the top and there's this really, really cool kind of like helicopter like circling shot as they get to the top of the mountain. Yeah, you can see the shadow of the helicopter. Okay, sorry. <laughs> but there like just like in just like in the at the at the end of the Force Awakens, you could see the the helicopter shadow. What? <laughs> I, I I would love to go to Michael Scaling. Oh yeah. I'm sure we'll it would be, the, see all the, um, yeah. The Jedi ruins. The Porg. Not Porg. Yes. Or Porg? Is the, yeah, Porg. We have, we, we have some friends that are in Ireland right now with their parents, and we're, we're I'm following them on Facebook. Every fucking picture that they are taking of themselves, they are just in raincoats soaked to the fucking bone. <laughs> just miserable. Yeah. Every single picture is in the rain. It's like, oh, God, that's got to suck so bad. Pay all this money to go to a place. Because did we get rained on at all in Europe? Uh, Slick Pussy Trail, it was prettier. It was raining, I think, when we were there. I think we were just getting... That might have just been from indoor waterfall. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it's called Slick Pussy Trail for a reason. There's a picture of you. You look like a drowned rat. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) There's lots of weird pictures. There's pictures of me from inside a museum exhibit. Yes. At the Crime and Punishment Museum. There's a picture of your naked bare ass in a park in Munich. Yeah. Well, it was it was a nude sunbathing spot. So we called it we called it Titty Garden. It was actually called the English Garden, but we called it Titty Garden. And none of the titties were good. Well, there weren't that many. But no, um they're they're not. But but they're in a tent together. Yes. And she's ripping on his hat. What beats me is not only someone made this, not only someone sold it, but that someone actually bought it. What flatters the wearer? <laughs> is that right? Oh, this is the worst looking hat I ever saw. 
Well, you buy a hat like this, I'll bet you get a free bowl of soup, huh? Oh, it looks good on you, though. What do you think? Very good looking. Thanks. What are you doing? In there with you. No, please don't. Nuts. No, look, there's no reason to hurry. All the hurry's down below. I'm still on Chicago time. I know that, but I'm not, and I don't want you. I mean, try to understand. What's to understand? Good night. Nature. Understand nature. Out here, you only survive by understanding your opponent. Opponent? Thanks a lot. No, look, if you, if you want to tame or conquer or anything, you have to imagine what it's like being the object of that conquest or whatever. Imagine what it feels like actually being them. And that applies whether it's an eagle or a mountain, a stream, or me. It's the same thing. Lecture over? It's no big deal. Shut up, silly woman. <laughs> I almost yeah, fell but, asleep. Yeah, but then he kind of rolls over and he pouts. And she turns off the lamp. And the next day, they're continuing up, up, up. And as I'm watching this, thinking this is not going to be safe because he is not. I, it's not even that he's not an experienced climber because he's not. He's not even in shape no and he's got this gigantic oversized backpack that makes him top heavy but they're they're attached by rope and whenever i see movies like this or even in this instance even when he was climbing up with deke i always think to myself hey man they gotta come down that way too (laughs) that and that's even worse climbing down than climbing up yeah but i i don't know but they get up to the top or close to it. And she says he did, he did well. And there is an Eagle's nest there. And she starts pointing out some stock footage of a bald Eagle. Mm-hmm. And she's talking about them by name. Yes. They see the brother and they are excited. And then, but do you know what else the, is in that? This whole scene? What? Trees. Are there trees? Yes, there are trees. Hey doc. <laughs> Where we're going, we don't need trees. <laughs> but That's right. Later, Suchek is bitching about the cold, and he says he can't feel his fingers. Why did he take his fucking gloves off? I don't know, man. I don't know. But, but she's bad. There, this is—is is this one? They're in the tent again. Uh, well, he prays to the Lord again, and then she's found Bruno, which was the eagle she was looking for, and he actually seems excited that Bruno is alive. And is that because they can leave now? But there's some rousing music and Bruno goes to the nest and then she again kind of prattles on. The Indians believed that a bald eagle could push the sun across the sky and that it was really the sun that turned their head feathers white. The sun. The sun. Tell me more about the heat of the sun. You did great out there today. Here. This is for you. It's an eagle feather. It was a sign of strength and courage to the Indians. And a brave could only wear it after he proved himself in battle. 
Yeah, he puts it behind his ear, and the next day she's waking him up, and she wants to show him something, and they crawl out of the tent, and it has snowed, and this is going to make climbing even trickier. Yes, it sure is. But yeah. what does he want to do? Uh, he wants to take the lead. Yeah. No, I don't think so. <laughs> yeah. Let me put the rope around you, and then he falls. And all of his shit spills out. She goes down to him and, well, he fucked up his back. And don't you have a Mike Tyson back clip somewhere around there? Run uh, around for it. Uh, I, I have, broke my back. Bro- what's happening out there? He's winning. I see three of them out there. Get the no, one in the middle. It. Right. Get the one that's in the middle. That's not Mike Tyson. I know, but it was, it was the whole, like, see, Mike Tyson? Back? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Continue. I'll see. Wait, hold on. Okay. I broke my back. <laughs> that one? What do you mean by that? You my broke back, back is broken. What? A, a vertebrae or, or well, what portion? Spinal. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Thanks, Matt. But uh, what does she do now? Uh, she... I was a little confused at what she was doing at first because at first I didn't, I thought she was just making a, a place for him to stay, but she's actually making a, a stretcher for him. Yes. She, she melts a bunch of snow and then lays out rope kind of all crisscrossed. Right. To make enough for a stretcher. the webbing. Yes. Puts a blanket over it or no, first she, she freezes, pours the water over the rope and then pours the, puts the blanket over that and pours the water over that. Because when she was boiling the water, I was a little confused at what she was doing. Yeah. And then when I saw what she was doing, I'm like, okay, that doesn't make sense. And then when she did it and then she freezes it and then she puts the blanket around it and she freezes it again. I'm thinking, isn't that going to make him go into hypothermia resting on ice? (laughs) Well, he's in his cuck bag. Okay. Watching this go on. And then I believe he's in the cuck bag on the, the makeshift stretcher and he's all tied down and they're sledding down the hill. I would think every little bump would be like, Ooh, I, oh, I, oh, 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 as oh, he's yeah. going down the hill. Yeah. That would hurt his back. And, you know, yeah. he's, she has him strapped in, which got me a uh-huh. little excited. A little bit. <laughs> a little bit. But is she going to drag him? No, she uses him as a sled. And he makes a joke about how they lost their dogs, but then she's, mm-hmm. I'm hoping I'm using the term right, belaying him down the mountain. She's lowering him. And how is she lowering him down, Matt? Mm. Well, you're supposed to say down. She's oh. lowering him down. Okay. I, I, I don't think she could do this. And, and that is not taking anything away from her. I don't think I could do this, but she is a tiny person. Yeah. And she has no soul. I noticed that about 10 minutes ago in the film. Okay. She, yeah, she's a redhead. But yeah, she, he's making wisecracks the whole time as she's busting her ass. And yeah, I, I just call BS on this whole scenario, but they get back to her shack. And this is the first time I noticed. I did not notice it before. It's kind of shitty. It's kind of oh, beat up. Outs- yeah. On the outside. Uh huh. Well, it's, it's in the middle of the fucking Rocky Mountains, man. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, but yeah, he's in bed and he says Deke is supposed to get him today. And then I think he also says, maybe my back is just sprained. I'll rest a few days. And she says she can try to get the helicopter 
and um, give it a few days. And then, well, there's this. Ooh. <clears throat> oh, oh, that's good. The Lord. Yeah? Yeah. How is it here? Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh. How is it here? <laughs> Better, I guess. Oh. Right. Oh. And, and then she thinks that she has a chance with him, but then he starts talking about a girl that they both know that has the most beautiful vagina he's ever seen. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. This It all comes full circle, doesn't it? <laughs> yes, it does. Uh-huh. Which makes no sense to most people, but anyway. But right. he goes back, and what is he doing again for the third time now? Oh, he's writing in his journal again. Day one, I wrote she could use a little makeup. I was young and foolish. She should never use it. She's flush and rosy and... Get a hold of yourself, Suchak. You're a little ripe to be this breathless. Okay. Are you calm? Good. That's more like it. Slow down. But the, the next day he's out and he's hobbling around like Igor. I've got he's hobbling around like the, the hunchback of Notre Dame. Fair enough. Fair enough. But she asks if he's going to be okay. And he has access to two things, which is all he needs. What are those two things? Uh, I don't know. Oh, uh, the head. Okay. And the fridge. All right. But she says oh, yeah. to put the roast in at three. Yeah. Which is. Yeah, but he's writing and he gets up and he walks by the open door. And that's where I've got that Julia Ann comes in. <laughs> okay. The cougar. <laughs> the cougar. Yes. And the the cougar growls. Oh, shit. And he says, just take it. Take whatever you like. And I think the roast is just sitting on the table. Yeah, it's basically he's on one side of the table. I thought it was a bobcat, but the. The cougar is on the other side. Well, of the it's, table. it's, 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 no, a bobcat is smaller. A bobcat has shaggier hair also. This could be, I think the cougar is the same thing as a mountain lion. I well, think. Well, how, how does it go? You get, you get the bobcat, then you get the wolf, then you get the lion, then you get the arrow of light, then you get the cougar. Is that right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. No, the, the cougar. Yes. So you're, are you uncomfortable with that whole thing, Doug? <laughs> A little bit, a little bit. I didn't know where you were going with it at first uh, until I heard wolf. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> Got to yes. get my red beads and my yellow beads. We don't do those anymore. Well, it, we it, don't do it's the, been 35 years. So it's, it's now it's these metal bands that go on your belt. You get and little cost pips like, that, that go they on get, your collar? No, no. They're, they're three or four bucks a piece. And they have a picture of whatever it is that you did. And they fucking suck because nobody puts them on their belt. Maybe one kid comes with all of his belt loops on his belt. But you got to give the kids something. And when you get to be a Weeblo and an Arrow of Light, you get pins. Why can't everything be a pin? Kids like pins. They like putting pins on their shirts and their backpacks and their hats and shit like that. But these belt loops, all my kids did is they fucking threw them in a cigar box. And then when they quit scouts, we just took them and – recycled them for other scouts yeah my kids still have all theirs really their belt loops yep yeah fucking waste but he's he's talking to the bobcat he says take anything you want (laughs) 
he says he yeah. won't show any fear until he does. Mm-hmm. And yeah. the roast is on the table between them, and he touches it, which he should not do. Because the, the fact that he touched the roast means the scent of the roast is now on him. Yeah. Well, and it's also that maybe the cat is thinking, no, he wants it, and he'll fight for it. But and he puts his hat on, and he's trying to step away, and the cougar says, okay, I was going to let you go, but you put on that fucking ugly hat. <laughs> yeah, now I'm going to fuck you up. And it jumps on him, and then we cut to her walking, and we find his shredded hat and parts of the, the roast. Uh, okay, I get why the hat is there. Yeah. Because even the cougar doesn't want the hat, but there's no way they would not take all of the roast. Right, right. And, but, but she calls to his she calls his name, runs to the cabin, and he's fucked up, bleeding, and his shirt is shredded. And yeah, he's and I think there you have a. Do you have a thing here? What well, when he's there, he's recovering. Okay, and well, and there there's some some pre-coital pillow talk. So he sent me back a few days, weeks. But she came out fine. You were very lucky, you know. I owe it all to you. Why? Understanding nature, imagining you're the opponent. In that split second that mattered, I imagined that I was that mountain lion. And what would discourage me if I were a mountain lion? I took my walking stick and hit him in the balls. I've never seen such big balls. And I'm from Chicago. You're turning into quite a mountain man. You may decide to stay up here. <laughs> if I learn one of my mountain skill, I'll be dead. You're doing fine. How does your head feel? Which one? Where is it hurt? Here. Is it hurt here? Is it hurt there? Mm. Oh, here. Mm. Mm. Okay, a couple of things here. Mm-hmm. Num- number one, hitting the the mountain lion in the balls. I think that would just piss it off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're like, yeah, don't hit him in the balls. Why not? He takes it personal. N- number two, it's from, from X Men. Lady, he just got mauled. Yeah. He's probably short on blood. <laughs> now is not a great time for an erection. <laughs> You'll fucking pass out from getting a heart on. But they go at it and we fade to black. No, we don't fade to black. We fade to, we fade, the, the camera pans out from the inside to the outside of the cabin through the window. Oh, in my version, maybe, it faded to black. Maybe it does fade to black then. Yes. But now we're back in Chicago and we got, Molly Ringwald's mom and the captain from Beverly Hills Cop 2 talking. Howard. Uh-huh. How's the patient? In my book, technically dead. He walks around with that goddamn tree trunk in his hand. He hasn't written a word since he got back. Talking about his cock? She's got a lot to mm-hmm. answer for, that woman. I have a girl. newspaper to run. I could kill her. 
For years, I make dinner parties to fix him up with a nice girl, and he goes and falls for an eagle freak. I should never have sent them out of town. It's unnatural. On the other hand, you can't expect her to give up her life's work just for him. Whose side are you on, kiddo? Well, you can't expect her to do that. You did it for me. You had no regrets. So, at, at the very end of that, there's somebody calling out to him, Suchek, Suchek, who is that? That's the hooker. Hooker? Yeah. Yeah. And, and he's looking especially Belushi-like with his hair all tussled, and he's hunched over walking <laughs> with his stick. Yes. But we actually see the editor and his wife at, at the end of that clip, and she goes to leave, and careful on the way out, there's a zombie out there. And she says something about the eagle lady must be great in the sack. But the next day, Suchek gets called into the editor's office. And I, I can't, it took me a minute here, but I came up with the word of how he looks. There's a very specific word that embodies how he looks. Can you guess what that uh, is? Discombobulated. Oh, so close. So close. Disheveled. Disheveled. All right. Well, um, he and he's uh he sits down he's sucking on candies and the editor says he, he wants him writing again it's enough he already says i don't want to write about her fine write about being back in town and Yablanowitz. who for fuck's sake yeah. write and, something and the guy Yablanowitz, got out of trouble by doing a press release and firing a few relatives today he'd actually just go into rehab yeah the editor says, I did the other thing for your sake. I'm doing this for your sake as well. And Suchek just walks out. Mm-hmm. But what is the next thing we hear? Well, we hear a typewriter. And he's in his apartment writing. And there's multiple pictures of her on his desk. Where did those come from? On the wall. I don't know. That's a great question. I was thinking the same thing. I don't remember anybody having a camera. Well, she had the, the movie camera. And, oh, yes. But, you know, she's not going to waste pictures taking pictures of herself or him because she's got to take pictures of all the eagles for yeah. the cookbook. But how much time has passed? Here? I have no idea. But I don't know. My question is, is he writing a book? Again, I don't know. But <laughs> so, I don't know. But he, he's drinking some whiskey and the next day he turns in his piece to his, his writing to his editor. Sushet, go see a shrink. I give up. It's a travel piece. People love travel pieces. When they're good. Even when they're lousy. These aren't good enough to be lousy. You're trying to let me down easy, aren't you? Listen to this. I know what I wrote, Howard. I was there when I wrote it. Mm-hmm. And the mountain rises higher and yet higher, thrusting upward, straining ever upward, burgeoning its power from the very loins of the earth. Its peak piercing at last the center of the sun till its golden, molten, melting light explodes in a... Am I right in thinking there's something you're trying to tell us here? The undulating hillocks round and smooth and full and fertile, sloping globes curving gently, deeply down to the... I mean, where do you suggest we print it? Penthouse? I was doing you a favor. Thanks. Just to show you how grateful I am. I promise you nobody will ever read this. You'll be laughed out of Chicago. Was that about sex? You think? <laughs> Are you sure that the editor is the guy from Beverly Hills Cop? Beverly Hills Cop 2. Yeah. Hmm. Pretty, pretty sure. Okay. I'm not positive. But 
they're they're going to go to a bar to get drunk. And they stumble out of the bar and the editor says, you drink my liquor, but you won't take my advice. Oh, and he shows them the paper, a paper at a newsstand. He goes, this is, this is a newspaper. Well, it's a paper you used to write for. Yeah. And he says, who gives a shit about the state Senate? And then the editor gets super pissed. Why does he get pissed? Uh, is this what in the staff on his staff back in the office? Well, he sees something gets pissed and then he goes back to the office. Oh, because, oh, a story of, of, by Ernie about his trip. And now, yes, now they're back in his office and he's exploding on his staff. Who did this? Who did this? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, we we found it on your desk. Uh, you know, you said anything that he writes, publish. And uh, wait, they, they found it on his desk. So that makes it right. And then the editor just flat out goes off on his his employees. What the hell have you done here? What the hell have you done here, Tagger? Tell me. You shut up. Who the hell is talking to you? And you? I don't give a goddamn what federal agency you say you're working for. You're in jail, buddy. Chief, wait a Shut up. What the hell do you think you're doing here? You shut your mouth once and for all. It's a little misdirection there. <laughs> uh-huh. Yes. Yes. But Ernie goes to the newsstand that the newsstand guy works at that we was earlier in the film and he holds his nose and goes pew. So he's not impressed with Ernie's writing. Yeah. He says it stinks and he's rattling off some of the other shitty stories in the paper. Yes. But then Ernie is reading a news story about Hellinger falling from a build from a fire escape to his death. And Suchek immediately takes off. Yes, he runs down the sidewalk to grab a cab. He confronts Yablanowicz at a restaurant and causes quite the commotion. And it's actually Yablonsky, I believe. <laughs> Is it Yablonsky? I think. How do so. I get Yablanowicz? I don't know, but it says. I, I y- think I, I, I think it might be Yablanowicz. Yablonsky uh, in my notes. It's what it says on the fucking internet. But um, oh, does it say that on the internet? Well, that's what your name is on the internet. So, oh, Yablonsky. Yeah, he's he's mocking Suchek, and Suchek says, "I know what happened, and if I know, all of Chicago will know." And Yablonsky or Yablonowitz says, "I don't know what you're talking about," <laughs> and says that. <laughs> Suchek smells of like Jack Daniels and Suchek reiterates that what we heard before about the informant never going up fire escapes and Yablonsky or Yablonovitz's goons toss Suchek. But this has lit a fire under Suchek's ass. So what is he back yeah. doing? Well, we, this is a very, very long montage. Mm-hmm. Three minutes long of him writing and meeting with people. Smoking heaters. The editor... Yes, his editor is smiling, uh, and then the the spinning newspaper stories about yeah, who's the richest alderman? The rich get richer. Uh, we see some guy hanging from a tree branch taking a picture of Yablonowitz slash Yablonsky. I thought that was Mark Singer. I had to look Did it you? up. It's not. <laughs> It's not Mark Singer? No, it's not. Okay. All right. While Ernie is watching, uh, he takes down the pictures of Nell and, and puts up the picture of Yablonowitz. Yablonsky, sure. Yes. It's- there's a guy that's taking pictures of him with his mistress while he's grabbing her ass. 
Yep. And then Yablonsky or Yablonowitz's wife leaves him. Yes. Ernie is walking down the street away from his apartment and his apartment explodes. And then Suchek is talking to kids and yeah. he's looking basically for any kind of witnesses that can link Yablonowitz or Yablonsky to the informant's death. Yeah. Well, and then there's a headline that says that he is linked to an employee death. And then the next headline is Interpol on alert. Yablonowitz skips the country. Oh, I did not top, see that. Oh, you didn't? No. I just saw the oh. um, Nell no. oh. is, no. is going to be in town to talk about bald eagles. Yes. And the editor goes, holy cow, I don't believe it. But now we're at a bar and Ernie walks in and he gets cheered by everybody. And Why don't you wait for me? I thought you deserved a solo entrance. You did all right, Howard, didn't we? Terrific. Then why aren't you smiling? What? Did you read the front page? Question is, did you? Huh? I just want to establish you are really over her, that's all. Jesus, Howard. You're almost a man of the world. You know how these things happen. The air was thin. She was average cute. There was no other broad around, and the air was thin. Yeah, well, I have a newspaper to run, that's all. So? So I don't want you turning into cream pie again. Howard, if Nell Porter were to take one of her eagles for a stroll down Michigan Avenue, and I happened to bump into them, I'd say hi, I might kiss them on the beak. And then I'd wave goodbye. That's how over her I am. And you're not going to her lecture tonight? <laughs> no, thanks. Good, I'd rather you didn't. Well, I'm not. Good, better that you don't. Well, I'm not, for Christ's sake. For the paper's sake. Good. Fine. Fine. Good. So, a couple things here. Mm-hmm. Uh, he refers to her as average cute. Mm-hmm. Is that attainable hot? Yes. And then he also says, uh, the editor says something about a cream pie. <laughs> It's funny that that just came up today. Yeah, that came up in a text thread today. <laughs> yeah, I kind of took it down a strange turn, didn't I? Yeah. That you weren't expecting that. <laughs> that was a little bit of a, you know, just kind of oh. veered off this way. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then, you know, I had to set lawn chair straight about what is and what is not a cream pie. So. <laughs> right, because he was curious, like, is that still? Is yeah, that, is, yes, it is. Yeah. Yes, it is. Oh, and I did, I to my credit or to my detriment, I did fuck up because I said the Penske account instead of the Peterman account when, of course, it is the Penske file. The Penske file. But in that clip, you can't see it, but Ernie lights his heater backwards. Oh, yeah. He lights the filter of his heater, and I I hate that. Yeah. The absolute worst. But that night, he's going to the lecture, Mm -hmm. and then he turns around and walks back down the steps. Then the turns around again and slowly goes back and forth and then he runs up the stairs to rousing music yes and she's talking about eagles they must be saved you know what's interesting is not eagles well i mean we even have eagles now in merton (laughs) (laughs) they're fucking everywhere they're like they're invasive i mean do you remember as a kid like if you saw a hawk you're like holy shit it's a hawk Oh, I see hawks now, every fucking day. All the all the time. There's hawks. There's hawks flying over. Or even when you were a kid, do you remember seeing wild turkeys or turkey buzzards? No, there were there are this is swear to God, honest to God truth. There are three wild turkeys in Hilliard, the city I live in. 
They have their own Facebook page. <laughs> really? Well, there's only two of them left because one of them got clipped by a car. Oh. oh. Okay. But, yeah, yeah, she's talking about poisons, pesticides, talking about stats must be saved no matter how tasty they are. And the lights are come on and is it Suchek says shit? Well, no, she says like any questions and somebody starts asking a question and he stands up and interrupts. Yes. I was I reading understand that. they have a dramatic way of making love. It's in the air. Oh, shit. Bird's fucking the air. Uh, mating. Mating, right. Yes. Uh, first, they chase each other. Uh, circling, dipping, twisting, screaming, testing. And then? Then they come together, their talons locking. Inseparable? For a short, very happy time, yes. And they fly that way? No, uh, not together. They begin to fall, plunging and tumbling down and down. Well, it sounds dangerous. But thrilling. Oh, uh? Yes. And then? Then, when they're very near the ground. About to be smashed? They separate, open their wings, and soar on the air currents. Alone? Each alone. That's the only way they can fly. And that's all there is. Unless they do it again. <laughs> There's one guy that's standing in front of John Belushi as he's asking the questions that can't fucking stop smiling and looking at the camera. <laughs> oh, is it's, there? It's really obvious. Yeah. All right. But she comes out and she's kind of hound, being hounded by people. Well, yeah, she's a featured speaker. So, yeah, it's, that's fair. Yeah. He's, he sees her, goes to her, and he says... I'm completely, I'm over you completely. And she says, me too. And they passionately kiss and embrace. And then later so. they're in bed. Uh-huh. Let's stay here forever. And he says, well, I have to. My apartment exploded in excitement when it heard you were coming. Yes. And she says, come back with me. You can write a novel. And he says, I like writing my column. And she says, I can Is make that- you very happy, Mr. Suchak. Yes. Is, and is, then she, is she talking about she- anal? I uh, swallowing facials. <laughs> I don't know, but, but he's wearing your sweater. She, uh, he is. And she rolls on top of him. Do we catch a hint of nipple here? Uh, no, no, I don't think so. But okay. It, not even a little, not even a little bit of areola. Just that, just the, no, no, just, just the cusp. So. I don't think so. But right. is it him or her that says, why are you so beautiful? It's just that you're uh, in love. So am I. Oh, he, yeah. he says that. Why are you so beautiful? It's just that you're in love. So am I. And he says she could live there. Nope. Want anything? Nope. nope. And then we get another. Yes. Another voiceover. From the boss's wife. How are uh-huh. Maybe they're deciding to be just good friends. Maybe he's dumped it. That's it. Maybe it's sea level. She's just one big turnoff. Oh, Howard enough. I like the girl. So? I'd like for her to be happy. Mm-hmm. And Suchak. At last. And what about me? A man with a newspaper to run? Oh, for God's sakes. Maybe if I just talk Maybe to we her. get some sleep. Maybe you're worrying about nothing. Maybe. Hey, I'm here too, you know. Wrap yourself in your damn newspaper. But the editor is suspect. Is he wearing pajamas? And she's yes. also wearing like the the 
pajamas that you you said that your sister would wear. The long, week. the long, the long nighty that goes all the way down to the ankles. Yes. Doesn't that get bunched up or anything? I don't know. I you, after what finding one out about think. the panties during urination last week. I'm completely clueless about women's clothing. Oh, are you, that's right. You thought that all women put their pa- underwear down around their ankles when they peed. Every movie poster or book cover yes. I've ever seen has told me that. <laughs> yeah, right. It's all lies. It's all, it's all lies. lies. All lies. But now Nell and Ernie are walking on the street. And it, do you have a clip here? About, yeah, he, yeah. About- he's talking about what it actually takes to make it in Chicago. To live in Chicago, you have to learn that you only survive by understanding your opponent, Dr. Porter. First, you have to remember the number, 911. That's the police. Now, the line will be busy because the rest of Chicago is trying to survive just like you are. Hi, Fiddle. Second, never touch anyone on the street. They'll think you need help and they'll kill you. And for God's sakes, never smile at anyone. They'll think you're gay, in which case, don't call 911. They'll book you for an obscene phone call. I left that little sound at the very end of that clip in um, because what was that sound? It was an airplane towing a sign advertising his column. Okay. I, I was not an adult at the time this film came out, but I was aware enough of things in this era that no newspaper reporter was that well known i don't think i mean the closest thing that i can think of would be like gene siskel and roger ebert uh woodward and bernstein that's 70s okay um i don't know man it's i didn't read the newspaper when i was a kid not even the green sheet we didn't get the daily newspaper we got the sunday paper and there was no green sheet in the Sunday paper. Do you remember the mini green sheet? Yes. Which is why I have to wear fucking glasses today. <laughs> <laughs> but he goes on about not trying to cross in front of an ambulance. And there's one last thing that's important for her to know. And it's about cash. What is the important thing for her to know about cash? Oh, keep it tucked in your sock. In your shoe, not in your purse. Oh. All right. It's a great yeah. town. It has everything. Especially you. What's wrong? Nothing. No. And then we see a bus billboard as the bus drives by with Suchek's name on it. And they're actually where the bean is. You know what the bean is? Yeah. Oh, Bess is happy about that. But uh-huh. um, it's where the bean is now. <laughs> Were you hoping that I was going to say yes? Did you have that joke all prepared? No, that was actually off the cuff. So That was off the cuff. <laughs> yeah, okay. It worked out. But that, that's the picture I have for Chicago is of the bean. But a bunch of rats with wings are seen. Yeah, pigeons or pigeons? Yeah, pigeons. All right. And she's uh she says it's not the same and she won't tell him what is wrong and but she's at his office and she's flipping through his articles. Mhm. And all you do is kiss me and act like I'm going to die. Look at me like I'm going to die. Okay. Yes. But they're walking along the water and they have kind of this conversation. There you go again. 
leaving tomorrow. There's a ten o'clock train. Train. Perfect. I love you. But why are you gonna make us both miserable? <laughs> What else can we be? My life is in the Rockies. Yours is obviously here. There's no answer. Regret any of it. Great. I won't forget any of it. Terrific. You know what I'd regret? What's that? Well, not going. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. As I'm walking back. To the studio from from the bathroom, you you know how sometimes you're walking through a store or a mall or just outside and you see like a super hot chick, uh huh, and and you have to see them. I mean, you have to look at them, you have to mm-hmm. acknowledge them, and sometimes you don't realize exactly where you are, and you you accidentally like run into a post <laughs> or oh, something. Okay. Didn't happen to me. Happened to somebody else. But it made me realize that a lot of things are about timing. And you look at this movie, you look at Suchek and you look at no, and their relationship is about timing because he has his thing. She has her thing. And it is not the right time for them to be together. I mean, I don't know if there ever would be, but I mean, it is not the right time for them to be together. Have you ever had a scenario where, you met a girl, if the time and the situation was different, it might have been different. Um, yeah, I think so. I dated a girl for a very short period of time and she had been broken up with this guy for several months and was kind of over him. But then his brother died and she was pretty close with the family. So went back to him because, uh. yeah. And I was, I was, I, I was pretty upset because she was kind of good looking. <laughs> well, you know, that, as long as it's about something that's important. Yeah. And I, I you know, and, and at that point in my life, I, I wanted a girlfriend and it was kind of lonely and was upset that, yeah, that um, it didn't work out. So, oh, well. Yeah, there was a, there was a girl that I, I hooked up with several times and she actually called me out to me. She like texts me and, and Mm -hmm. sent me this thing one time saying, you know, it's, you know, kind of pisses me off a little bit about how you use me. And maybe that isn't exactly how it was phrased, but it's something like that. And I said, it wasn't that at all. It was completely the situation. I met her at Summerfest. Mm -hmm. I was living in Ohio. She was living in Minnesota. (laughs) Yeah. And it was a, you know, it was a thing that was a product of the situation. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she was, she was a really, really cool chick and I liked her, but I, I can't date someone that lives in fucking Minnesota yeah. <laughs> when I'm living yeah. in Ohio. Yeah. And, yeah. and it's a thing where if we had been in the same place, that would have been one thing, but we were, we weren't and we never were going to be. Right. 
I mean, the only thing, the only positive was, you know, we hooked up a couple times over the years as we kind of got together, but she's actually a really cool chick. And I, I actually sent her a text today. The, the only thing is I wanted to make sure she was age appropriate for me. Mm-hmm. She's five years younger than me. So it's, <laughs> it's on the edge. It's on the edge. Okay. Cause I was All like right. 27. So she would have been like 22, but that's a fun age, but it, and the thing is, it never would have worked out anyway, because okay. at that age, that was the time when I actually have a clip from a girl realizing that she slept with me the night before. What have I done? That's yeah, never good. But anyway, the editor, his wife, Nell, or I'm sorry, no, and Suchek are sitting eating cheese and crackers. And the editor yes. says, he's not one to butt in, but, and then Suchek basically says, shut the fuck up. Well, Suchek says, that's what I always liked about you. But the wife gets up, and it's 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 very uncomfortable. Everybody's kind of quiet. Wife gets up. She's pissed. Ernie follows. Nell says that she should go. And then the boss is just kind of sitting there all by himself. And I think he eats a carrot stick. Nell leaves without even saying goodbye to Suchek. That's kind of fucked. Isn't it? Uh, yeah, I guess so. What else, What other movie has that been where somebody shows up? Oh, Captain Dan. Captain Dan left without saying goodbye to Forrest. Magic legs. <laughs> Captain <laughs> Dan. <laughs> Ice cream. Ice cream. We've we've done all the forest gum, so I don't have to pull that. So it's fine. I, have you done the ice cream one? <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I'm saying I, yes. <laughs> but the next, I don't think you have. I don't think you have, Matt. <laughs> the, the next day, Suchek is crossing the street, and what is the name of the hotel she's staying at? The Drake. Boy, I'm really starting to dislike the Drake. Hate the Drake. <laughs> but he, he not, gets, not the first not the first time that that clip has been played on this podcast. Well, that particular one, yeah, it is. No, it's not. Well, that one it is. Are I'm, you sure? I pulled it today, so yes. It might be identical, but that is <laughs> the first time that do you remember what been. movie? Do you remember what movie we played it for? Oh, the Drake. Did we do anything that was Canadian? No. Well, you know who Drake is, right? I do know who Drake is. You know, he was on yes. Degrassi. Oh, God, yes, I do. I know, Matt. And you've watched all 11,432 episodes. <laughs> Degrassi is awesome. <laughs> yes. No, Risky Business. Oh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense, actually. Chicago. Mm-hmm. There you go. Yes. But yeah, he goes in her room and she's gone. He runs out, gets in a cab. Did you see the the cab number on the cab that was behind him? As his cab pulled away? No. 1138. Oh, well, that's weird because that, I mean, that's it wasn't a, a coincidence. Thing. It wasn't a coincidence. Well, I'm sure it's not, but that's, I mean, yeah. that that's a nice nod. But I always wondered, like, so Lucas and Spielberg, Lucas had his stuff, Spielberg had his stuff, and then mm-hmm. they did indie together. Mm-hmm. I, I always wondered when one of them had, because actually, as Spielberg, Lucas was kind of, running Lucasfilm and THX and Pixar and all that other bullshit. But I always wondered if it ever kind of like tweaked Lucas a little bit that Lucas wasn't involved in Jurassic Park, for example. 
I mean, I guess he was in a way because of ILM. You know, I've got this uh, this company that can make these dinosaurs look really interesting and really jump out there on the screen. But where, where, where does he grab a cab to? <laughs> to the train station. Union Da-da-da-da-da. station. What's it? Union, Union station. station. Yes. And I've he comes there. in. Have you? Yes, I have. Do you remember the last movie that we talked about, Union Station? It'll come up in a second. He's checking his okay. watch. He jumps out and he runs into the station, and then he helps a woman get her baby carriage down the steps. Yes. Yes. But he's trying to find out what tr- what time well, he, and what he track. Grabs, he, 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 gra- he grabs the wrong person. Whoops, not you. <laughs> I, there was a time that I was in the grocery store, and there was a girl that I could have swore was her. And... I, I was just walking up alongside of her with my cart and just staring at her like a psycho person. And it wasn't the girl that I thought it was. I've grabbed <laughs> the looked- wrong woman's ass before because I thought it was my wife. Yeah. that That's bad. Cause you're, oh shit. I thought you were my wife. <laughs> why would, why would anyone believe that? Yeah. Uh-huh. But why can't he just read the boards? I don't know. For what, what time and what track she's on, but he runs up to a woman. Isn't her. Uh, yes. He's looking in the windows. He's trying to find her and he goes on the train and he's looking in the different cabins and mm-hmm. he asks why she didn't wait for him. Why didn't she wait for him? Uh, cause she thought that this would be easier. And is it realistic? That they would not have spent her last night in Chicago together. I don't think so. Yeah. I don't I'm not sure, man, but he, he gives her the flowers he's been carrying and he's winded and, she cigarette shames him mm-hmm. and she says she didn't want to see him again. And then he is talking to her and he basically is running out of time to get off of the cabin or off of the train. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to see you again. This is a final boarding call for the Empire Builder. All visitors will please leave the train. I'm crazy about you. I don't know what to do about it. No, I love you too. Ernie, you have to go. The train's about to leave. Okay, hold on. Go. I'll always love you. Fuck. You know, when when you listen to the podcast or when you're doing the podcast and you realize when you were trying to figure out a, a way to do something... And you couldn't get it through in your, your head. You couldn't get it to work. And then as you're listening to it, you're like, okay, that's it. Yeah. What were you trying to get to work? That part where there's the, like, it's like a drum beat. Boom, boom. And I. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> From the bodyguard. Right. Yeah. Yes. But the porter comes up, and it's the couch-selling helicopter pilot from Buckaroo Banzai. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Tickets, please. And he's peering in, and Matt needs to take Ernie underwear shopping. They go ahead and say it, Doug. It's in my notes. Yeah. Yes. And it's 45 bucks to the next stop. Which is what? Oh, Topeka? Rock Falls. Rock Falls. You have about an hour. Yeah. We could do it three times. Yes. 
But And then says goodbye. He gets off the train and he sees her in the window. She cries and there he is. He knocks on the door. And and then this, the porter again. No, wait, he wait, says, wait, wait, I'll go wait, as far as. But wait, but you're, you're, you're jumping ahead a little bit. He gets off I the now? train and he's walking along on the tracks and he stops by your window. He gives her a wave and then oh. he goes up to a worker. When's the next train to Chicago? Did you just get off that train? Yeah. Well, then you just came from Chicago. I know that. Creep. It's not what I asked, Dick. <laughs> you're right. But the train right. is heading west and she's washing her face and wiping her tears and there's a knock at the door. Yes. It, it's, and it's him. him. Go as far as Cedar Rapids, and then the porter again, more cash. Gonna need some Gatorade. Yes. And then they are in Victor, Wyoming, and they are waiting together. And the next train to Chicago is in a half an hour. I got it. Oh, all right. Well, Well, actually, just step back one second here. Okay. I did not understand why she didn't fly to Chicago. And this is why she didn't fly to Chicago is because this part of the movie doesn't happen if she fl- flew to Chicago. Because no. it doesn't make sense that she would actually do it that way. But well, I what airport would she fly out of? Cheyenne or what other city is in Wyoming? Victor, which is where they are right now. I mean, <laughs> there's not much in Wyoming, man. Yeah, but. Uh, still, it, just from a time perspective, but the next train to Chicago is in half an hour. And when is the next one after that? Three days. Uh, I don't believe that. That it would be that far of a gap. But he he turns around and Nell is standing out in the middle of several tracks and he walks over to her. Half an hour. What are we going to do? There's nothing we can do. This is where you belong. And th- they walk away from each other, him towards the station and her towards God knows what. But then they start running towards each other. And what does he do as he's running towards her? He trips. And this was, this was, that was an accident. That wasn't supposed to happen. But then he did, he ad lib, I'm walk faster. <laughs> <laughs> we just said goodbye. But he has another idea. Marry me. Be Mrs. Suchek. Um, you won't stay here. I can't go there. I don't care. And the train horn is heard and the justice of the peace is taking his sweet time. And Suchek is kind of motioning, hey, man, let's go. Yeah. But it's 10 bucks to get married. And they run out and he is running to, to the train. And we get kind of this. You know, in a manner of speaking, I fixed their first date. I've been lots of things. Never been Cupid before. Damn, he's really going to get on that train. You mean they aren't going to consummate? I think they already have. Until I saw that, your your clip, I didn't realize that that was actually Deke, that he was one of the witnesses. Oh, Okay. But he gets on the train and says, I'll see you when the snow melts. And that's it. Well, he's on the train. She's running alongside it. He tips his hat and and then movie's over. But we get scenery first and then we get black and white still pictures of Suchek and um, 
And it ends with the two of them in a close-up in front of the cabin. Mm-hmm. Your movie. No, play, don't you want to play out the string? Oh, sorry. Yep. Playing, playing out the string. Yeah, it doesn't last. Yeah, two years she, tops. She, she she gets lonely up there and bangs meat. Why do you call? When, why do you call you meat? <laughs> Let me show you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no so. way. And as slovenly as he is, mm-hmm. he's so popular or so well known in Chicago that he's he's getting. Is reporter trim a thing? I don't think so. Well, uh, but yeah, it, it doesn't work. Two years. I give it two years. Mm-hmm. And then he, and this is based on like a real person though. Somewhat. Is it? Mike Rico, I believe. I have no idea. Yeah. But, All right. My movie, it was okay. I wasn't really looking forward to talking about it, but okay. <laughs> I just wasn't. It just, it didn't, it didn't, it, it was, while I was watching it, I was, it was super predictable it was cute, but there was nothing just nothing great about it. I enjoyed it when I saw it as a kid. Probably a lot of things that I didn't understand when I when I saw it when I was eight years old. But you know, it was it was okay. Would I recommend it to somebody? If you if you want to go through the the small John Belushi catalog, this is going to be one that you're going to be disappointed by because he was trying to get clean and sober and he was clean and sober this entire movie and then when they went on were on the set of neighbors it was just a big coke fast cocaine cocaine party all the time and that's where he just went off the rails yeah and actually before we watched this before when when you said what it was i thought i was wondering and i don't remember who i said this about before but i was wondering if this was belushi's attempt to finger quotes go legit and it wasn't, I don't think, because this is not a, uh, what was the one that Bill Murray did? Um, oh, where he's a World War One ambulance driver? Uh, where the Buffalo Rome? No. No, it's, I, I've never, I don't know if that's a comedy or not, but he did try to go super serious. He's the Razor's he's Edge. War, the Razor's Edge. Yeah. Just like Adam Sandler tried doing. With uh, Uncut Diamonds or. No, that's no. It, this was early in his career, where he owned a toilet plunger company that made like custom toilet plungers. But and he had a couple of sisters, I think. And he's mentally unstable. Okay, <laughs> saw it in the theater. I can't couldn't tell you what it was called. Oh, but. is it? Oh God, is that a Wes Anderson film? Oh no, it's not. Punch Drunk Love. Yeah, it's not. It's not Wes Anderson. Okay, Punch Drunk Love. Yeah, I everybody loves that film. I did not. Yeah. Okay, so over to me. Yeah. It was okay. Uh-huh. And I, I already talked about how the whole idea of there's things in this movie that made me a little bit uncomfortable. Okay. It's got a little bit rapey. And I thought the Yablonsky or Yablonowitz stuff, well, first of all, his name should have been defined. And second of all, it should have had a little bit more weight than a three-minute montage it seemed like it was just kind of pushed through as a finished thing. I wouldn't recommend it, but if somebody asked, I wouldn't say don't watch it. Mm-hmm. So we're basically on the same page as yeah. far as that is concerned. So 
Did Jen watch this? Yes. And now it's time for Jen's two-second movie review. Didn't watch it. That was Jen's two-second movie review. Dog. Jen! Uh, ready to move on? I am. Watcha. 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 watching? All right, my week. I watched Guy Ritchie's The Covenant on Prime with okay. Jake okay. Gyllenhaal. Was his hot sister in it? No. Oh, she's so homely. <laughs> I mean, when Katie Holmes decided because she was being controlled by Tom Cruise that she wasn't going to continue in the Nolan Batman trilogy and they decided to get Maggie Gyllenhaal, I was like, what? Throw up your mouth a little bit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because you went from Katie Holmes, who is not hot, but she's super cute. And then you go to Maggie Gyllenhaal, who looks like her. F- she looks like Droopy from the Droopy cartoons. <laughs> Have oh, you seen Secretary? Well. Uh, is that where she gets spanked a bunch by James Spader? Yep. Okay. No, I haven't. And have you I'm seen the, sh- the show The Deuce? She was on, where on she HBO. Get, where, where she gets spunked on with potato soup? Yep. Yeah. No, I haven't seen that. I've seen that part. Okay. She's super mournful, though. Yeah. I okay. mean, beyond mournful. <laughs> okay, continue. <laughs> uh, and it was it was okay. It's, it just it really irritates me when they make things so unrealistic when... You, these movies all have military advisors and I'm sure that the producers and directors are only half listening to the military advisors. It's it's just when you, when you have a story that could be that great and then there's certain things that you do and you go, really? Okay. That took me out of it. The boy and I watched alive. Okay. Great movie. Great story. It, and that's another one where, I read the book and they added a few things to make it more dramatic and more exciting. And it's like, no, you, you didn't need to do that, man. It's, it's dramatic and exciting enough. Uh, watched band of brothers episodes one and two. Damn. It's good. It's good. And I, and I, I, I think I came to the realization that there's no way to say I like band of brothers better or I like the Pacific <laughs> better there's no there's no, there's because they are two completely Whoa. different <laughs> there's they're two completely different series it, band of brothers is about the brotherhood and fighting together and and just this incredible story of of this group of men that work their way through the entire war from beginning to end and then the pacific is different sets of guys that are sent off to a weird land to fight a weird enemy in a, in weird warfare. And it's just brutal and sadistic. So you, you can't say which one is better. Yeah. They're there, both there's no point good. in the Pacific where somebody rolls up and says, Hey, you guys need any bullets. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> uh, and then Ahsoka. And then I watched the screen crush breakdown of Ahsoka. Okay, so start there. Start with the okay. Soka. Uh, I'm trying to think now. It was not my favorite episode. It 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 really. 
I like Star Wars shows where at the end of the show or at some point in the show, there's some really crazy revelation. And there wasn't that. It was just kind of there. And the whole C-3PO cameo. Did it seem to you that he was looking up the entire time? I don't know anybody that is like thinking, oh, shit, Anthony Daniels is in this. I got to watch this. Yeah. I don't think he has that cachet. Well, I get it. I, I It's a way to, to name drop Leia. And, you know, there are certain people that are saying... She's going to be in the last episode. Well, no. Yeah, that's out don't, there. That's out there. Don't put... Don't put words in my mouth, Matt. Well, I'm just saying it's out there. I know it's I know it's out there, but there are people that are saying that one of the things that is holding back these Star Wars series is that Disney refuses to recast the the original trilogy characters. Okay. So, um and it's going to happen eventually. It has to. If they continue, it has to. Mhm. Yeah. So, so there was that. There was the Oh, you've got to have this senator who is just such a jackass. And what what is his history? Does he have like a history? He has a ki- I, I don't he remember. Has a, he has a kid that was the main character on the Resistance cartoon that nobody watched. That's why I don't know. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, and then let's see. Where do they go from there? Oh, the the the, the Purgles getting blown up by the mines. It. It wasn't as dramatic. What should have happened is a pergola or two should have died. Yeah, and they just all took off. Yeah. And wouldn't they have run into mines in hyperspace? Uh, yeah. You think so? Yes. And then the, you know, the big fight. Uh, what's his face? Ezra not taking his lightsaber and using the force karate on, on, every, on all the stormtroopers. I didn't understand him not taking the lightsaber. I, mean, I think maybe that'll it was come up why. I, I I think it because he would have just laid waste all the stormtroopers with the lightsaber. And I I understand the the rationale behind Beskar, but I think it is like super plot armor. Mm-hmm. Because how many times did Sabine get hit, and she's oh. fine, yeah. and she's not wearing a helmet? So I understand. You're supposed to go center mass, but she's wearing she's wearing Beskar. Don't go center mass. Go fucking headshot. Boom, headshot. Yeah. Because she's got no she wasn't wearing her helmet. No. No. So what I think is going to happen, and this is completely speculative, but I think you know, Thrawn used that whole battle as a diversion. Okay. And I think I think the reason why Balin is there is to gain access to the world beyond worlds. I, I don't get and what his agenda is. I think that's what it is. And I think he wants to use that to go back and manipulate the Jedi Council. Uh, and then I also think that Thrawn and what's her face? Elsbeth, they're going to take off with the Night Sisters. And I think in those caskets, are the dead night sisters that Dooku killed? Okay, and they're going someplace to resurrect them because there's a vacuum in the Force right now. There's no Jedi, there's no Emperor, so they want to fill that vacuum. But I, I think in order to, to escape that planet, Ahsoka and 
Ezra and Sabine, and I think that other chick is going to come with them. They're going to use the world between worlds. And then I think, what's his name? Balin? Yeah, Balin. He's going to get in there and they're, they're going to escape and he's going to, he's going to destroy it. I thought it was interesting that Anakin dropped, uh, name dropped Asajj Ventress. Yeah. Yeah. That was kind of cool. And she's never been live action. She's no. canon by but the she, Clone Wars. She, and she's dead. Yeah. So interesting that that came up because that was yeah. something that I didn't see being name dropped there. Yeah. The biggest problem that I have with the show is the editing is terrible. That there's just these gigantic pauses the just the editing of dialogue between characters is so poor. I don't I don't know why that they're doing it that way, but it it slows the story down. Uh biggest so. problem I have is the acting. All the heroes acting, so Ahsoka, Sabine, Hera, they're fucking terrible. All the bad people, um Balin, the feral chick, um uh God, the blue guy. <laughs> They're all good, but Thrawn? all the, all yeah, Thrawn. All the good, all the good people. Their acting is terrible. The only yeah. good ones, Ezra was okay, and Chopper was okay. <laughs> Chopper. <laughs> all right. Any other thoughts on Ahsoka? Uh, only one episode left. They're not going to wrap it up. So, mm-hmm. I, I just no. they they right. have to figure out a way that they can get both, or actually not necessarily even both, but. They have to get the good guys back. And if Thrawn goes back with the hyperspace ring, World Between Worlds is probably like one of the best possible ways for them to get back. So we'll see. I have no idea. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> All right. Excuse me. What, are you, what else are you watching? Uh, Billions. It's getting close to wrapping up. It's a great show. It was better mm-hmm. earlier on. Uh, Big Brother. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Mayor of Kingstown, and I got a... Oh, it really grinds my gears. Again. <laughs> okay. Nine episodes in to the second season, and Jen's like, yeah, I'm going to bed. It's like four <laughs> days ago. <laughs> uh-huh. I want to wrap this shit up. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. It's like edging for TV. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, okay. Ghost Ship. I don't know if you've ever seen that before. That's that's Netflix. That's Netflix, right? I think it's Max. It might be Netflix. I don't know. Is it a movie or is it it's a, a movie. show? Is it a movie or a show? It's a movie. Oh. Um, is that... There's everybody the one that they It's find? a fucking cavalcade of actors. All right. It's good. Effects are a little dated. Um, watched uh, Jason Goes to Hell. And mm-hmm. Freddy versus Jason in Jason X um, goes back to the whole thing I said about how current movies, even if they're shitty, they look great compared to like other films. Uh, football. Mm-hmm. You already talked about the Packers. Hey, welcome back to the Mikowski era. It's, yeah. No, love is going to be good, man. He's well, you got to give him time. I mean, well, and also he doesn't have a fucking he doesn't have a line to protect him right now either. But 
I mean, the the game is as embarrassing as it was. It could have been much, much worse. And it should have been much, much worse, honestly. But mm-hmm. in my uh, Pick'em League, I was ahead going into Monday. So two games left. I got both games right. Still fucking lost. Okay. Because it's a confidence league. So it doesn't uh, matter. It, there was no way I could win. Even though I was ahead going into the last two games, there was no way I could possibly win mathematically, which is why I hate yeah. confidence leagues. Yeah, I'm not a fan of confidence leagues. All right, ready to move on to next week? I am. I'm so excited, and I just can't hide it. Three degrees for next week's movie, and I think I like it. And I should say, I have watched both of the films that are potential for next week in the last three days. And I did not mention them. Okay. Five questions. Okay. Best of five. Yeah. Piranha. Uh Or I'm sorry, not piranha. Fish or titties? Titties. MCU or DCU? MCU. Two nothing. ER, that 70s show. ER. F or B? F or B? Yes. B. And that is it. Okay. Okay. John Belushi plays Ernie Suchek in this week's movie. He plays Captain Wild Bill Kelso in 1979's 1941. Nancy Allen plays Donna Stratton in that film. Allen plays Anne Lewis in next week's 1987 high-concept film. Nancy Allen, high-concept film. Let's see, Nancy Allen was in Time Cop, right? No. He thinks? What was she in? Oh, is this, this isn't the one with Tom Selleck, is it? Nope. I don't know. What is it? Bitches leave. Oh, RoboCop. <laughs> yeah, man. Let's do RoboCop. Fuck yeah. Okay. So next week we we will be doing RoboCop. You want to know what we're not doing? Well, we might not be doing it next. Well, week. not next week, but next for us. Yes. Yes. What, 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 what will we not be doing? John Belushi plays Ernie Suchek in this week's movie. He plays Captain Wild Bill Kelso in 1979's 1941. Dick Miller plays Officer Miller in that film. Miller plays the mistitled Pawn Shop Clerk in next week's 1984 low-budget film. Terminator? Oh, okay. So, I'm f- you Future know what? Robots was next week's theme. Future Future ro- Future Robots. Okay. So I could still do Terminator sure. at some point. Okay. And honestly, yeah. Terminator would take a lot less time to do. That is a very thin film. It's good, but sure it's it very is. thin. Yeah. Uh-huh. No, yeah. you said Okay. Next week is kind of a crapshoot. I might try to find something it's to a fill crap the gap. Shoot. So, well, it's I mean, Okay, here's the deal. It's I got a crazy busy work week, and then we've got a big. We've got set design and build on Saturday morning, and then right from there, I go to our big scout fall outdoor activity. 
and I just, I got a lot on my plate and I, 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 I could probably get it done and we could probably do a podcast on Thursday. I just, just one less stressor for this final week of bullshit. And you're that stressor. So I'm <laughs> casting you to the side this week. No, sorry, that's, man. that's fine. No. And to fine. not have to, to, to honestly, to not have to worry about doing, watching a movie and doing a podcast and just being able to focus on my family in the evenings and writing jokes and songs and skits and stuff for the, for the program. Because once, once I'm done, then I can watch a movie during the day and I don't have to worry about my missus looking at me going, I thought this was not supposed to interfere with your family life. (laughs) (laughs) No, no. I mean, so family first, I 100% agree with that. And yeah, if I do do something, I will not be doing your suggestion, um, which is uh, return to me. That's still out there, but no, no, it's just, just from a time perspective. There's another one that's a possibility. Okay. So have you ever seen return to me? No, I've not. Oh, okay. I get Jen confused with the it. other one. The other one with like, uh, the chick from the wrestler with the heart transplant. Chick from the wrestler. Yeah, who's the one that's in the that's wrestler? The, that, Marissa Tomei. Yeah. Return to me is the heart transplant, but it's got the the chick with the the huge face. She's got a huge head and huge face. She was in Goodwill Hunting. What the fuck is her name? Yeah. I, oh God, what the fuck is? It's got David. Du- Return D- to Duchovny, me has David yeah. Duchovny and Archie Bunker. Yeah, but there's there's a one with I think John Bon Jovi's in it that she's in. Oh, okay. I, I can't remember. I'll have it in in just a second here. So it's not Lover Boys. Oh, uh, blah, 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 blah. Okay. not what women want. Not the Watcher. Only love. No, it's, it's uh, uh, doesn't no. matter. Fuck it. Only you. Oh. No, that's not it either. Untamed Heart. Untamed Heart is the one I'm thinking I, of. Okay. Okay. So go ahead and take us on home. All right, everybody. Thanks for joining us. Uh, rate and review. Tell a friend. Email us. Betamaxrewind at yahoo.com. Like us on Facebook. And join us probably not next week, but the week following week for RoboCop. Dead or alive, you're coming with me. That's a terrible RoboCop. Peter Weller. Your Peter Weller is as Peter good as your, your Harrison Ford. It is. Yes. Spot on. Spot on. Uh, Robocop. I'm, I, it's been, it's been a long time since I've seen Robocop. I've recently have watched Terminator. So I'm glad that I picked Robocop because I like that movie. I, I liked them both. Like I said, I like every film that is. Well, a there's a third, there's a third one. There's a third one, but I don't think it's Peter Weller. And I think he flies in it. Yeah. It's not Peter Weller. And there's also yeah, a TV series, the and then there's a reboot. The reboot was a hot shit pile of garbage. Yeah, but it has a... I've had it with these fucking RoboCops on my fucking building or whatever. Snakes on a plane. I can't. I, I couldn't come up with a thing. It's a yeah. Samuel L. Yeah. Jackson yes. stuff. So Thanks, everybody. We appreciate it. Tell, Like I Peter said, tell a friend. Yeah. You lost confidence? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> with this 
dead Robocop storage. So, yeah. All right. See you soon. Good night. night.